Hello, welcome to Waiting for Game, a podcast presented by Melee Stats. I am your host, Gimme That Wheat, and uh, you know we have a very, very special episode here. Of course, if you are a fan of Waiting for Game, I think we're at episode what 59, 60, or something like that. We have had so many episodes. Me, Edwin Budding, uh, and Sinister on a few, but but we have a new uh, co-host to add to this fold. Unfortunately, Edwin Budding, I heard, has a runny nose, and because of that, is not able to do a podcast. So we have who I believe is a close friend of Edwin Budding's. Um, now, before we get to this person, I think it's it's good to talk to uh, the person who you know, kind of we're here for, who's who's uh, giving us their their time to talk about all this. Uh, we have Soonsei here as our guest. Soonsei, you just got top eight at the big house. You qualified for both the Panda Cup and Summit at, at one tournament. Uh, how how you been? How you doing? Amazing, honestly, so good. Uh, it's been. I feel like I've said this phrase a bunch. I, I will use a different phrase. I don't know. It's been a crazy week. We'll put it that way. Um, it, Your life's a I movie. Some could say. A little bit. My life's a bit of a movie this week. I don't always have that. Uh, I don't have that much good fortune all the time. But it's cool to see something pay off in a big way finally. So. You yeah. know what? Speaking of things that are paying off in a big way, finally, I, I do think it's um, let's talk about what was happening last time you saw us for any Melee Stats fans. Last time we, we had a uh, episode about the Big House 10 and, uh, you know, we had the whole gang here. We had me, Abby Sinister, Edwin Budding, which, like I said, he's not able to be here today because of runny nose. Uh, and there was a couple bets thrown around. I heard there was a $100 bet on whether or not Amsa could win. Uh, there, there was another bet about, man, I don't even really remember what the other bet was, but there are a couple bets being thrown around whether or not Amster could win. And, uh, you know, I, I hate to, to bury the lead here, but he ended up doing it. And, uh, I think this is a perfect opportunity to introduce our new co-host. So I, I will say, since I'm not sure if you're familiar with this person, I'm actually not that familiar with Yarn Yoshi. Um, but he came highly recommended from Edwin Budding. So I was like, you know what? We, we're not really in the business of adding new co-hosts to this. But if Edwin has, you know, if, if if he's got the recommendation of Edwin, then that's like the seal of approval that I need. So we've got our new co-host, Yarn Yoshi. Yarn Yoshi, how are you doing? I'm doing so great this week. I'm, uh, you know, the last two weeks of Melee, just in my opinion, I've been so exciting. We see Amsa finally win a super major, something I've known that he would always do, something I've never doubted him in. Then we see him win another major. I, I repeat, a major the mm. next week. He's winning two big tournaments in a row. Yarn and now with his majors. next goal of being number one, I think you'd have to be foolish to discount his own chances of that. And I was telling everyone the whole time, I always knew Amsa would believe it. And it just... It makes me so sad that nobody no. believed in him. No. Don't don't cry. Well, Yarn Yoshi, you know, I, I like to think that I know a lot of people in the community. Um, but I will say you you were kind of a relative unknown. Do you want to kind of uh, give yourself a little like explainer, kind of uh, introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, that would be great. So I've been a big fan of Melee for a really long time, like since uh, since 2013 or so. I've had a lot of different interests. I was, uh, you know, initially into sports and I was into music for a little bit. But I found Melee and I just really loved it. And I always loved Yoshi because he was so cute. 
And I always love people who play Yoshi because he's really difficult to play. And, you know, he's a mid-tier and everything. And, you know, the, so much about my lifestyle I would describe as Yoshi. You know, like I, I eat eggs. I take care of my, my garden. I, you know, mow the lawn and everything. But, uh, yeah, I've been watching Melee for a bit. I've been friends with Edwin for a while. But he's been really mean to me a yeah, lot. So, you know, like I've, I've wanted to write a lot. I've wanted to contribute content. You know, I watch a lot of Smash YouTube. And uh, I've just never really had the courage to, you know, contribute a little more. Like, I'm into writing, I'm into video making, but I've just never really done it myself. Uh, Edwin mostly tells me that, like, nobody would be interested in what I'd have to say. But, you know, unlike Edwin, I didn't lose $100 on, on a bet. Uh, unlike Edwin, I always believe in, in miracles. So here I am. And now that he lost that bet and he's not feeling well, um, he figured, you know, his way of making it up to to me through years of discouragement, but also, you know, sometimes being a good friend, he would let me be on a show. So we thank you so much for trusting me to be on. I'll, I'll be a good guest. I have a lot of opinions about Melee that I think you'll want to hear, but I am, I have an open mind as well. And I've, I've been a fan of the show for a while and I'm really excited to finally be on. Well, I love a fan of the show. Sunsei, do you have any questions for Yarn Yoshi just to understand his background or? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there's a lot to unpack there. Um, no, not at this time. I think uh, I think you did a really great job explaining mm -hmm. just where you came from and, and, in fact, how you came to exist at all, and that it wasn't just recently that you existed. It was, in fact, a very long time and a rich and storied history. So really appreciate yeah. that you're real. You are real and exist. Yeah, thank yeah. you. A lot, of, a lot of people don't believe that I'm real, but, you know, I've, I've always... Um, you know, in a real, in a way, to get other people to believe that you're real, you have to believe yourself, and even the that unreal. That's so idea. true, Bessie. That's a beautiful. My message. God, yeah. Wow. And I and I just want to say, uh, congratulations on the Panda Cup spot, uh, Sunsei. You're gonna, I think, because because you made top eight and everything, uh, you you auto qualified. Is is that correct or or not? That right? is correct. We got the we got the summit spot and we got the Panda Cup finale oh. spot, which I was like, I. I wasn't sure how people were getting the spots because it was a little unclear to me. I tried reading about the Panda Cup and it was just kind of like some, it was like, yeah, there's events that have like platinum and gold and silver and stuff. But I was like, what do I have to do at one of those events to actually, you know, get the high five, get to go to the big boy event? Yeah, lo and behold, you do it right now. So Yeah, I just, I was like, okay, if, if was that what it took? I didn't, I, I thought, I thought maybe I had some other results throughout the year that might've like put me in at least a spot I could get it. So it was cool to get just like an auto invite. Here you go. No questions asked. You just get to go now. One of the greatest gifts that I think a competitor to get uh, is just to not have to worry about all these circuits because we have a lot and they're all different and they all are confusing in their own ways. And then they're definitely confusing when you try to figure them all out. So you don't have to worry I'm about that. I'm just glad I can go. I'm glad I can go because I remember yeah. last I remember you reached out to me. I think it was last year, right? For oh, Smash World yeah, Tour. Yeah, Master Smash World Tour. And, um, yeah. and it was still kind of sketchy to travel at that time. So I'm just relieved that I can... That everybody's kind of accepted it. COVID restrictions are just like they're still in place, but you can get places and not be like heavily chastised for like you know leaving your country or leaving your house at all. So that's it's sick to be able to actually partake and not actually, feel crazy. Yeah, that that actually is a, I think it's a good thing to bring up. So me personally, me and Edwin Bubby, I know Andy Sinister, we're all people who have taken COVID very seriously. Yarn Yoshi, what's your opinion on on COVID nineteen? Um, I don't really know what kind of question that is. <laughs> What's my opinion on COVID? I mean, obviously, it's, it's something very serious. I think events should take it seriously. If 
if needed. I, I feel like a vaccine mandate is the. Mm. Are you vaccinated yourself? Yes, of course. I, I actually just got my Bivalent booster uh, about two weeks ago or so, maybe three. Okay. Yeah, like three weeks ago. All right. All right. Well, I didn't know. I wasn't sure. Uh, now you say, I hate to harp on this, but you, you say that you're, you live your life like Yoshi, you, um, you eat eggs, you mow your lawn. I don't know if Yoshi mows his lawn so much, but I know, do you know who invented the lawnmower actually, Yarn Yoshi? Yeah, no, I, I know because Ed, Edwin constantly brings this up whenever you, whenever I talk to him, he just yells at me all the time about how Edwin Budding invented the lawnmower mm -hmm. and now he's the greatest melee journalist of all time. That's all he does. Yeah, and you, you kind of like when people ask like where are your tags from, he'll just say it's the inventor of the lawnmower, which like doesn't actually answer the question because it's like, well, why did you name yourself that? It's like you're telling me what it is, but you're not telling me. Okay, well, we don't have to go on. Um... Yeah, whereas with me, you know, it's it's really simple. Yoshi's cute. There's Yarn Yoshi in Smash Ultimate, and Yarn Yoshi is very cute. Do you like and Smash I like Ultimate? Yarn Yoshi. Do you like Smash Ultimate Yarn Yoshi? Yes. Well, we're not here to talk about Smash Ultimate. We're here to talk about Melee. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, let's talk about let's talk about what happened here at the Big House because the Big House Ten was touted as one of the most stacked tournaments of all time. In my opinion, incorrectly. <laughs> that didn't have fluff. But regardless, this was a tournament, 980 people. This was kind of what we needed in terms of large open bracket tournaments in Smash because Melee has been dying for a tournament like this forever. You know, you can look at Genesis. Genesis had a ton of people uh, and had a, a, like a ton of top competitors, but it was still obviously missing uh, a lot of the people who we expect to make big runs. And Big House, I think, was this kind of thing where like everyone except for Pluff was there um uh, maybe missing some international people but even then like i i think that this was such an insane tournament for anyone uh and what it took to get to the top is one of the hardest tournaments of the year and and here we are the eighth seed of this tournament a person who edwin budding yarn yoshi your good friend said had a two percent chance of winning here we are we are we are looking at this uh this is Ams's tournament you know this is his first major victory this is one of the biggest tournaments of the year I can tell you that I said that Edwin Budding's article was bullshit, that, that it does not take, it won't be the most miraculous thing in Melee history if Amsa wins, but still was taken surprised by this. Soon said, going into this event, what did, what did you think about Amsa's chances? Because I know as the bracket developed, you know, you two ended up in the same path, but like, who did you think was going to win this before anything was said and done? Uh, well, tough question, for... I know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't think HBox was gonna win it, so I wasn't really agreeing with the first seed stuff. Mm. I think, and like Mango can be kind of streaky, so I wasn't thinking Mango either. I honestly thought it was gonna be Cody or Zane. Um, just Zane. I was thinking he probably wouldn't lose to Jmook again, at least not twice if they managed to play twice. Yeah. And Cody. Cody's got a really good matchup spread right now, and I think he has a really strong like argument for number one as year round, maybe or somewhere, somewhere at least in that like category. So I, I would have probably called Cody or Zane if you if you if I was a betting man pre Big House I probably would have said one of those two. Now would you bet against Amsa? No, mm -hmm. and I, I think I think the reason I wouldn't bet against Amsa is because aside from the fact that I played him at Gommel, I think he's like 
and I guess it's easy to say like in hindsight and pretend I just like everybody knew the whole time, but Amsa has been getting freakier in every, like over this year, especially in like with the, with the move to Canada and being able to, to enter stuff and not have like to deal with the travel um, hindrances, I guess that come with that, like jet lag and just, I don't mm-hmm. know. Just, it's, it's a real, seems like it would be a pain in the ass. I probably wouldn't even play melee if I was from Japan trying to make it work in North America. So credit to him, but I, I, I Amsa has been getting such incredible results despite all this stuff that's in his way. And he's been looking more solid in every matchup that was conventionally bad for Yoshi that I'm like, I don't know. Like, yeah, on paper it's bad, but every time he keeps playing, I just don't, there's not, there's nothing standing in his way that I think like makes me think, Oh, there's, he has no chance of winning this. Yeah. Yeah. I really think that, you know, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to say Osormada, but, but once Osormada retired, I, I do think that everyone in that field looked really doable and, and that's, in my way of saying it's not Armada, I agree with you because the way that he has put time into these matchups has been evident. And like, yeah, there's no person who I say he won't like even Plop. I think Plop is probably one of the hardest people. Oh uh, yeah. I think that Amsa could be Plop. Like I'm not about to bet against that. So yeah, I mean, I was, I expecting it at the big house. Maybe not, but I think that there was a, a likely path to a tournament victory at any point for us. And we just so happened to be seeing it. Yarn Yoshi. Uh, what do you know? Edwin's thoughts on this? Because I, um, I know that he did bet against Amsa. Yeah. He not he only was like made, he, yeah. He, he totally he, discounted Amsa. He thought that uh, he just thought that there was very little chance that like, even if Amsa would beat, because uh, I, I talked to him about this before the tournament, right? He just like, yeah. He thought that Amsa had like very little chance against like to beat um you know fifty to one odds. Even getting by Crudo is, is kind of tough, even though he he would be favored in that. It's not like guaranteed. And he definitely thought that a uh, hungry box would be very hard outside mm. Summit. That was like his big his big thing was that he thought H box would be hard. And he thought that um he thought that Plup or Leffen would probably beat him. And he thought that like even if he beat him, that you know Cody would probably come from the other side. But mm. I always believed. I I thought that uh you know, Amsa's trajectory was really high. And, you know, if it's a, even if it was 2% or whatever, like it's Amsa, right? So like you, you have to give him, you have to believe in him a little more. And I, you know, I always, it's nice seeing Amsa win. I, I think it's incredible that for a, a two decade old game, a character like Yoshi could come out of nowhere as the meta develops and, uh, and actually win. It's actually kind of kind mm-hmm. of beautiful and i can't wait to see yoshi keep winning and he, i mean he just did it last weekend also at at the off season so you know, I, I don't know if i'd call that a major by the way i know i'm we... so on it it's a major okay uh you've got a very interesting accent where are you from yarn yoshi i i mean you i just told you before i grew up with edwin if you were paying attention Okay, well, there's. I, I grew uh, up in Massachusetts. Okay, there's no need, no need for this. What, what I, don't, I don't need a snark. Um, like I don't even really know you, and I had you on the podcast, but yeah, sure, go ahead, go lash out against me. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I think that this, uh, his shots against everyone individually, I think are really good in terms of, uh, whether or not he's able to beat them, and this is just the time that we saw him string it all together. And and like yeah, if we if we had to create a bracket, hmm. <laughs> Sensei, you did very well. 
I, I, I want that to be known. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah trust me, I'm, I'm in the fucking graveyard of that tournament. Sorry. There's, there's, by all accounts, that should not have happened. Let's just, let's just put that out there. I get it. I do get Sensei, it. Sensei, I actually want to ask you a follow-up question. What did you think of a, you know, like obviously this is, it's hard to, it's hard to cloud, your, you know, look at these things in hindsight, but like, when you ran into Leffen in bracket, like when, what did you think of him, like kind of heading into the tournament as a potential opponent, and uh, you know, actually playing him in reality? Like, how did that sort of meet up, and what do you think after? I I definitely felt like of of my and it, and, it, and I want to be clear that it wasn't because of like obviously Leffen talking about like playing Strive and stuff and spending more mm -hmm. time like outside of melee. I felt good about that matchup regardless. Like, if you told me that I was playing Leffen at a major to make some big thing happen, that would be a preferred matchup of mine. I would way rather play a Fox Ditto than some, like, I don't know, like running into Zane, for example. Like running into Zane. I People talk about, like, all this stuff on paper. Like certain characters in tournament just, like, I feel like have really good shots against other characters in a tournament setting. So I, I wouldn't want to run into, like, a Zane necessarily. I might not want to run into, to like, a Jmook, but of the top seeds, I'd, I'd be happy to fight maybe, like, a Mango or a Leffen or, like, a Fast Faller. So um, going into it, I was feeling fine. And, and like, I didn't really realize Leffen hadn't been playing that much um, until maybe, I don't know, like, day of, day before. And people were like, oh, man, like, you got this. Like, you got this, you got this. Like, Leffen hasn't been playing. And I was like, well, we'll see. But overall, I wasn't I wasn't thinking of it like that at all. I just was like, well, it's a fox ditto. I'm good at those, as especially good at those, and uh, we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I, I think it's really cool to see because you yourself are someone who's not really been able to show like what you've been uh, working on recently, right? Uh, we saw you at um, Battle of BC. I think you, you, were, you were at Gommel. I know that we had talked about going like really last minute to double down and then... Uh, I believe did you end up getting covid was that what happened that was literally yeah gommel boat was very uh it, it was a great time but it's a covid <laughs> time so um yeah i got i got sick after that and still trying to get my flight money back uh quick mm -hmm. shout out to hop Two, the booking agency uh, go fuck yourselves sorry just had to get that out there um <laughs> but yeah so if, oh. if, if anybody from the hop Two agency happens to see it uh whoo just uh, just want to let them know how i feel but it's gonna uh, get yeah, awkward when we read our hop to ad read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is <laughs> sponsor hop sponsor. To. I, oh my god! If if that if that were in fact the case, fine. I, I they can transfer whatever they were gonna refund me to you guys as the sponsorship money. Because yeah, that was that was some shit. But yeah, I got I got COVID after the gommel boat, and I was mm. like, that sucks. I'm feeling really motivated right now. Yeah. Um, and so I kind of just sat on it for a bit and uh, decided to come over to the big house. Um, kind of la not last minute. But as far as major bookings go, it was kind of last minute. So I, but I mean, to your point about not getting a chance to like show a lot of what I can do, like I had a good battle of BC run. Um, mm -hmm. But I think there was still some confusion about whether I could do well on land, like maybe just not absolute certainty. Cause it's not like I'm like necessarily getting a JMOOC result. Just it's yeah. not, I'm not, I'm not getting those results. I'm still making like slow baby steps where I might get a great upset at one tournament and not do so great at the next. Like I'm still feeling like I'm in that, in that space. Um, but I'm just so happy I was able to play as well as I did, even losing to Amsa when I did. And even against Zane, I feel like I just had some really exciting sets that I finally got like a lot of eyes on me playing. So it was, it was a lot of fun. 
I think it's interesting that you bring up, you know, your kind of perception of you before this event, because in my mind, I, a lot of the people who we view as going through this like incremental uh, just um, transformation, I guess, uh, they tend to be the ones that stick around. I, I've said before, like, um, you know, if you're looking at the, the bottom end of the top 100 or people outside the top 100, the easiest way to get there is to be really good at one matchup. Uh, but if you are someone who is like pretty overall, like you, you know, especially like Marth players, I feel like we see this a lot, uh, where the Marth players who are really good versus like floaties and, and Falcon tend to be the ones that like end up having the, the slower rise, but the one that, that ends up peaking higher. Um, and it's really hard when you look at like all these players, you, especially being a Fox main, I feel like you have to, in order like the greater perception of the community, you have to be like, no, I'm like the Canadian Fox. Yeah. <laughs> like, even then, I, I, <laughs> unfortunately you don't get that. That's I know. I know. I don't even get that. I get, <laughs> I get like the bronze medal of all bronze medals as far as Canadians go um yeah the the whole perception thing and, and like up and coming players i'd like to think of myself as a grinder and someone who just like you know doesn't give up at all costs but i wasn't feeling that great going into big house like i hadn't practiced mm -hmm. a lot of melee in fact i'd argue i'd practiced the least i ever have for a major going into big house um which i'm not saying that is like a flex that's like a i'm disappointed <laughs> i didn't try harder but then at the same time i'm like well what the fuck is that why did I get such a good result? Like, yeah, sure, there was some stars aligned with, like, left and not playing as much. But even then, like, Johnny, Pipsqueak, like, it's not like that it was easy. So I, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, it was very weird mentally for me to, like, come out of that event and be like, oh, I guess I mean, you can just I, play I even well. thought that you were, uh, the way you were playing that weekend, you know, pe people have been talking about you for so long as, like, oh, this is Sunsei. He's, he's got top 20 potential or whatever, right? Like, like people have always you know really from your region especially like i've always really believed in you and it's good and like you had a great performance at at battle of bc and everything and honestly i thought that uh of all the foxes in, in that kind of range on that like up and coming range i did think that you would be a really challenging opponent for you know even someone like amsa and i thought you two you know in, in spite of him taking the set like you had a really good uh, it was a good competitive set i would love to see that happen again mm -hmm. yeah i felt the same about it i i honestly loved that set like looking back on it i that was it, it was weird because like i don't know i've always been pretty competitive and like to a fault and gotten pretty pissed off at melee like i'm not cool as a cucumber or i haven't always been cool as a cucumber i guess we're getting there um and uh the omsa set was one of the few sets that i've walked away from like from such a big stage i wasn't embarrassed i wasn't feeling like stupid or like out of place i felt i, ju I just felt really proud of like i don't know there was a lot of people making like excuses for Leffen and a lot of people making like there was a lot of there's a lot of like okay but this and okay but that and like it's, it's sort of like the implication that i don't know if i totally deserved the spot there mm -hmm. and i feel like i got to show off two people i know i lost the set but if you watch back that all those games they were fucking nail biters like they were super close they were not they were not like omsa washing me they were not and i and i was, I was really proud of that i was like man I, I really stepped it up from the gommel performance and and i just i don't know i it was one of the few tournaments i'd walked away from being like i'm a-okay with fifth place uh this was already such an amazing event for me and and uh yeah i don't know i don't know what else to say about it it's it's crazy yeah, where where do you think this uh, you know that Yoshi experience came from? Is that like an egg money thing, or what? Where does this come yeah, from? Yeah, yes, that's my boy Jarvis. Yeah. Uh, or and Mono. I know you mentioned Mono earlier. True, Mono. Yeah. I mean, the Mono lore is that Mono is actually 
plays played in the same city as me for quite some time is in, mm-hmm. in Calgary, Alberta. So he used to be uh Icy's main, but then he switched to Yoshi to earn the respect of many. Um, and so he, uh, he, uh, used to wobble the shit out of me at weeklies until I eventually learned the matchup. And then he also just, I think he was having more fun with Yoshi, but mono was my wonderful warm up at the big house. And, and, yeah. and that is a super homie of mine. And I've, I've played a lot of Yoshi. Like I've, I've, I've even practiced a good chunk over like, um, net player, like Nez, Nez mod God or just Nez, whatever would hit me up occasionally to play. Um, and I don't know, just I, over the years, I've played that matchup a decent amount. So part of it's just relying on old experience and part of it's watching better Foxes who have mm-hmm. kind of finessed the matchup a little better and try and steal some of what they're doing. So yeah, shout outs to Mono though. He was he was an unbelievable help leading up to the OMSA set. He he gave me a lot of quick pointers on stuff Moki was doing better than I am and and just stuff to look out for and it helped a ton, so... Yeah, you know, I actually have a question that we don't tend to ask. Um, we don't really go this deep into kind of like a, like your your own competitive acumen, I guess. But I, I think it it's an interesting one. Um, do you have a matchup that you think that you're like a specialist in? Or is there something that you think that you are lacking in and you're working on? Because when it just, just from my eye test looking at your results, it seems like you're pretty well-rounded. Um... I can tell you what my shit matchup is. I can give you that one for free. Falco makes me want to. Oh, okay. I, I could, I could, I, I have come to respect Falco players tremendously, but at the same time, oh my God, just a brief sidebar here. And I will answer your question about the matchup spread, but I just a brief sidebar here that God damn it. When I see Falco players acting intelligent on Twitter, I just want to <laughs> say some shit every time. They are they are the most look downy uponest fucking in your face. They they drive me insane. I love Falco players, and I have so many friends who play Falco. This sounds like a weird a weird thing to or that that's like the, yeah okay. I, I I hear some stupid parallels there. Point is that Falco has pissed me off for a really long time, and I'm finally starting to like the matchup. But my God, sometimes the people who play Falco are insufferable. I will say that, and then part of that drives me insane out of game and then i'm tilted before i even start playing against them in game because i'm like i know they think they're so smart um but uh but as far as like the matchup spread stuff goes um i i don't know i feel like i kind of had a one size fits all play style for a bit where it would just be Mm -hmm. like you know play with good spacing don't be too much of an idiot and go for like unsafe shield pressure try and you know keep dash and that's that's like a great you know overall philosophy to take while you're trying to play melee at a high level but um i don't i don't think that like i'm super like there are a lot of foxes that are smarter than i am in a bunch of different matchups across the board if i had to say pick a specialist to be honest i kind of am a freak in the fox ditto sometimes that would be the one that would be the one and it's like it's like a shitty answer because like everybody's good versus fox so saying you're good versus fox is kind of kind of pointless nowadays but that's the one that uh, that's the one that feels so doable. Anytime I play like Moki or obviously Leffen now, or I like I, I really want to get a shot at like the IBDWs in like a oh, tournament yeah. setting to just see how that goes because I feel really good about it. I think we oh, need a yeah. I think we need a Sunsei Kadoran set where you make him shield grab in a row six times. Yeah, the- yeah, true. I, actually, okay, I will say the Marth one as well. I got bullied a lot by this one particular Marth player, Quaff. For the mm-hmm. for the melee heads who understand yeah, Quaff, the Alberta's region, Quaff is unironically like if that guy decides to play, I'm serious. He's like 
the hidden bossiest, like probably like third best Marth in the world, at least, at least versus Fox. And he's just such a great practice partner, but I spent years just getting just rolled by this guy. So um, I had to develop and not just him, Solarius as well, who's like, I was probably lesser known as well, but um, in Western Canada, just two Mars players that just ran. Solarius played multiple games, right? Yeah. Like, Solarius had Solaris is like also. a PM player first, and then he oh, kind Yard of Yoshi, you know a lot about uh, Alberta. Yeah, I'm actually yeah, shocked. I, I, uh, with Edwin. I, I know a few things. Um, okay, you hang out with him a lot. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah I'm like in his head, sort of. I, I, I give the nod to Fox Marth is, is the short answer, probably. We'll say that. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, I, I've watched some of your sets. I think you're right. Like it's And it's really good to see that type of, like, player, like I, like I mentioned earlier. I think that the... The people who are kind of all around, it's it's really hard to be like, I'm this fox, right? It's like hard to brand yourself, but I, I do tend to think that that works well. Uh, and hey, we've we've seen you get fifth at a thousand person tournament and you're going to go to Panda Cup and go to Smash Summit. So maybe there's some credence to that. Um, now, uh, Yarn, Yarn Yoshi, I'm going to direct my attention towards you. We mentioned Egg Money earlier there. You, uh, you didn't really see your, your proverbial ears perk up. Because uh, I don't know what uh, what Yoshi does. Yoshi have ears? First off, I guess question number one: Does Yoshi have ears? Yarn Yoshi. Uh sorta. Sorta. Okay. Um, and then question number two is: We got a little taste of your. You say you have a top ten players of all time, and uh, we got one through five. Where does Egg Money? Does Egg Money rank on the top ten? Yeah, I would say Egg Money is like six or seven. Six or seven. Okay. Cool. Um, we're slowly filling out this entire top 10 because we, before the show started, we got the top five. It's, it's hard between egg money and DZ though. Yeah. Maybe, maybe just D's is it D's or is it DZ? I guess we will. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I guess he can't be that much of my favorite. Yeah. He gets knocked down a slot cause you don't know how to pronounce his tag. Egg money gets the nod above him. What if you found out that egg money's tag was pronounced eggs? I would be devastated, but also proud. I feel like I've always called him eggs, just even though I saw the money sign. I don't think uh. I, I don't know if I called Jarvis egg money. If, I, just the second I found out his name was Jarvis, I was like, I'm not ever calling you anything else. <laughs> You're Jarvis now. You're that's that's you can't screw that name up. It's just too so easy to remember. So he's Jarvis eternally. But calling him eggs, yes, Yarn Yoshi. That that's a little bit of a uh, spanner in the works, if you will. Um. Thank you for nodding along. This is, you know, podcasts are an audio medium, but I appreciate you doing that just for the for the viewers because this is on YouTube as well. <laughs> uh, where do you want to go from from here? Here, weed. I feel like there's so much to talk about. Big House, like we could we could we could dive into so many so many things between like Cody beating Zane again, which I yeah. I think is absolutely crazy. Like. A fox beating Zane three times in a row. Are, are you kidding me? I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about kind of the high level stuff that happened, what Mango did here, what Cody did. I think we're going to be talking a lot about that when it comes to the Ludwig event, because all of these people not only were at Big Us, but are going here. Um, but I think an interesting one to bring up is, is you know, the topic of uh, William Big Big Left uh, Hajilta. Um because this is the person who we talked about, you know, this is obviously soon say that was your first big win at this tournament. Um, I remember hearing 
uh, reverberations around the venue. Soon says up two one on Levin. Just like uh, people running around like crazy. Uh, little a little Dickensian C or uh, street urchin who is like extra extra. <laughs> yeah. Um, there there is uh, electricity in the air. I remember seeing that. But uh, for a lot of people, I think that this was a bit of a shock that then led to people like being like pretty understanding of this, you know, like you mentioned, Leffen is on the guilty gear strive uh, mindset, the, the, <laughs> the grind set, if you will. Um, but like we've, we've seen him in years past do Dragon Ball fighters, win Evo, uh, do ultimate win smash con by six owing, uh, hbox like we've seen a lot of performances where he does well in both games and and yet this one does this signal a difference in what we're going to be seeing from leffen uh 17th placing with losses to two obviously very good fox players but um does this signal like some some worries yarn yoshi um how do you feel about Leffen? You know, there's kind of an apocryphal story that he used to be a Yoshi main. I think it's more accurate that he like dabbled in Yoshi at times. I don't think. He yeah. That's one of my least favorite uh, misconceptions about Leffen. Okay, he was never yeah. a true Yoshi main. He, he was very good and played Yoshi. Like, don't like, don't get me wrong, but you know, he, he was never like, he never mained Yoshi. That, that wasn't really a, that wasn't really a thing. And I just think, uh, it's a way of like people pointing to someone who happens to play a, a mm. you know a lesser played character and and, you, and still finding a way to give a you know, a commonly played character all the credit for it. So I guess my question for you, Yarn Yoshi, is that do you like Leffen because he plays Yoshi, or do you dislike him because of the misconception that he used to make him? Um, I'm mostly a little indifferent toward him, but I will say that uh, you know I did I did some research heading up to my. Uh, podcast podcast appearance here and uh one thing i noticed is that last week uh two people on the show said that they thought leffen would win you mm. said you thought leffen would win zamu said you thought leffen would win and uh ambi said he thought the winner of leffen versus pluck would win which i thought was well, a very uh might be the mo- might be the the uh most shameless uh bet hedging or whatever you call it <laughs> that that I've seen, but you know, mm. Leffen uh, heading into this event, I feel like his stock was like very, very high just because of how dominantly he had, he had won Battle of BC. And I think, uh, you know, for for some of us, like it, it was kind of hard to envision him like reaching that same kind of caliber performance that he had shown earlier. But like, this is Leffen. Yeah, we had thing. four people on the show last week, and three people said he was going to win. So I'm yeah, not sure well, if like I think hard to envision that. Well, I'm saying like I think that. Uh, I'm saying that like it still seemed very unlikely that you know like he could take win an event, come back and reach that same caliber performance, which you know he clearly didn't. I, I think uh, out of the top eight seeds, I think he actually underperformed the most at out of them. Is that other than like Plup who didn't show up, right? What do you got? Uh, you know, availability is the best ability. I always say. So but I think, think uh, I think this kind of puts him in an interesting spot, especially with last weekend him dropping a set to Trift. Like he still won the tournament. I think Leffen, like it won't, it can't take him that long to get back to contending for majors. It's just mm-hmm. with him, it's really about like if he can string together consistent victories, right? This has kind of been his his struggle for the last what six years or so. He wins an event, we all he wins it in really dominant fashion. We all think he's he's going to win forever, 
and then it just doesn't happen. Yeah, I, I mean, okay, first off, Yarn Yoshi, pleasure meeting you. You know, it's only been like half an hour that I've really gotten to know you. Uh, I do think you're wrong. This is revisionist history. I think that people, uh, they they were not unfounded in thinking that he had a good chance at winning this. Because when you look at it, all these ideas that he was going to win were kind of based on stuff that we've already seen. And it was it was maybe underselling the uh, things that we haven't seen, right? <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? Like, it, it totally underselled. The things you hadn't seen were a lot because he didn't go to events for, for five months. Like, saying that, like, the things that Four were months. Under- that we didn't see that that's like a lot a of pilot that, strike right? he had covid yeah like for five but you know like even if it's not like necessarily four, four his fault, said five again. still really high expectations yeah um but i i do think that the it's gonna be interesting because when you look at this right we're we're able to look at his the highs that we've seen him have beating Zane, beating Hbox. Yeah, very um, looking so and, dominant in those victories. When when Leffen plays at that level, he he looks like he's playing a different game than everyone else. And you, you, Yarn Yoshi, you uh really cutting me off, aren't you? I know this is your first time on the podcast. I'm just very nervous. You know, I I've, I've been listening to the show for a while. Oh, uh, uh, it's like media celebrity. Yeah, kind of. Yarn Yoshi, have you ever met a celebrity? Uh, I'm friends with Edwin Budding. Does that count? Students say you ever met a celebrity? Uh, no. I get called Matt Damon a lot. Never met him. Yeah, we're going to be doing that later in the show, by the way, calling you Matt Damon. Oh, baby. It's low-hanging fruit. I, I, I wanted to say two cents here, just on the whole yes, revisionist please. history thing. <laughs> I Just regarding the regarding the laugh and stuff, and I, I genuinely, like, let's say you swapped Moki and I around, or like maybe I wasn't even at this event and Moki yeah, at the yeah. event that I had, mm-hmm. for example, I think what's frustrating is that like Moki's also someone who gets sort of put in this weird category of like underperformer who clearly has high peaks at times where, and maybe, maybe that's not a weird, such a weird category to put him in. But all I'm saying is that like, I think the stars aligned for Leffen to lose really badly this time. And yeah. I don't think it's as much, that he didn't place like i it's just like you said with the like dbfz maybe smash ultimate like playing playing multiple games at the same mm-hmm. time and I, I i highly doubt leffen hasn't touched melee since battle of bc i mean come on i i went to gommel only a few weeks later and i didn't go to anything since yeah. then so i i it's it's not i'm not saying that leffen played amazing i will be the first one to tell you when we played our set i felt great about how i was playing and i felt like he felt really nervous and kind of shaky not 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 necessarily the absolute demon i was expecting for the first time playing in the bracket mm-hmm. um but i do also think that yeah like he absolutely got like shooting star someone preyed on him having a horrible sleep saturday night so he he'd have the hardest chance versus moki and he did mention he was struggling in faster matchups which mm-hmm. fair point coming back to melee that is one of the most difficult things to readjust to is the speed of the game um but I just, I don't know. I, I think it's it's really easy to lean into that narrative because everybody's saying that. But if you were actually there and played the guy, I, for what it's worth, insider info, I mean, not to put Cody or IBDW under the bus, they were pre- playing friendlies to warm Leffen up for me. And then Cody after was like, oh shit, you beat Leffen? He's like, oh, he was playing perfectly. Like he's good in friendlies. Mm-hmm. Like there was no, there was no like, oh, Leffen looked like shit in friendlies. Like no, sh- no surprise there. Um, so I don't know. I, I do think the stars align. Do you think he deserved the four seed? 
I don't think he deserved the fourth seed, but there's, I just there's no, there's no need to get into that. But uh, did, did, I was gonna say, did I deserve the thirty seventh seed? Maybe like you know, there's I, I, there's some thoughts when I went into the event where I was like, oh, I feel a little low too. But if you're gonna seed Leffen high, then seed me high because I haven't been to stuff in a while either. Or if you're gonna seed him low, then fine, seed me low. But um, not not to bring up the seeding discussion too much. I don't care that like it, it, it is what it is. But it brought us beautiful mail. It, it totally so did. Let that be. Yeah, it, it it was not. It, Inaccurate seeding, even if it happens, is exciting. I want to make this clear. Yeah, I agree. I, I think yeah. that you this also is, have to... Thanks, Yarn Yoshi. Thank, yeah, thank you, Yarn Yoshi. Um, no, I'll, I'll just leave it on that point and just say that, like, I, I already said it, but I, I really do think, because I, I have a lot of faith in Moki, especially in the Fox mm -hmm. Ditto. He's another one of those little freakos in the Fox Ditto that can just have such an insane performance and really shake people up that I think that he was slated to do the same thing i was he almost beat hbox to make top eight yeah. um he and and he could have easily gone on to then beat fiction like his bracket looked great if he could mm -hmm. get past those hurdles so um i think leffen just happened to run into two people playing hot and and not be on his absolute a game but he's still leffen you know yeah it's not like it's not like i felt like i was playing against a pools match <laughs> that's good <laughs> yeah. um i would hope that's the yeah, case yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i i guess i want to clarify this before i say anything uh i have become a bit of a leffen stan I'm, I'm sure the people who have watched this they've seen just the leffen stan wasn't always the case but uh but in the past uh i don't even know how long i just kind of transformed into a leffen stan so whatever i'm saying you know maybe you will disregard because i want him to win um but i do think that the way that we look at his performances tend to be accepting the best of them and maybe not questioning what we haven't seen and not, not questioning the things that we've seen him lose uh so when he has kind of two lesser performances in pound and summit before dominating battle of bc i think a lot of his fans and a lot of the people who think that he can um play really well look at the battle of bc and maybe this is not the case right maybe we are learning to accept that um it's not a linear thing leffen doing well doesn't start at bad and then just goes up to good uh maybe we are learning that in 2022 it's it's going to be a little bit of a rocky path um so is he washed the you know the question that we've all gathered here to answer uh i think it's pretty definitively no and um that being said I think that he is out of the big eight, which I guess we're calling them. I think that he's eighth. And if you had to do a seating, if you had to do a ranking, I think we should call them the epic um, eight. Yeah, thank you, Yarn Yoshi. The epic eight, I would put him eighth. Um, but that being said, the matchups that we look at, at when you like when we predict that he's going to win stuff, I think are are things that still hold true. I think he still is very good versus Marth. I think he would still do really well versus Zane. I think he's going to do well versus HBox if they play. Maybe a little scarier than it was before. Um, but I still think he has the ability to do that. And uh, yeah, I mean, if you want to cite the Lod loss or the Triff loss, I think you also have to cite the run back in, in Losers, final, um, Losers, yeah, Losers Finals, which was a 3-0 on Levin's end, I believe. Um, so I guess the, the point here is that um, I think what we did before was that we looked at the things that he won and didn't worry about the things that he didn't play. Right. He didn't play mango. He didn't play plop. He didn't play Cody. And that was something that maybe people should take into account. Um, I think that there's a lot of things that are going to take a little bit to get him back into that shape. Uh, he definitely 
is in a situation right now because of COVID, because of uh, flight strikes where he missed a lot of tournaments. And also, uh, <laughs> without going too much into it, if I were his situation, I would probably not be running to go back to a melee tournament. Uh, but what he did was not only attend back-to-back -back melee tournaments and is going to a third in a row, he went to five tournaments in a row, or he's planning on five tournaments in a row, two for Guilty Gear. So he went to, from Sweden, where he lives, he, he went to uh, Orlando. He went to France, goes to Big House in Detroit, goes to Netherlands, is going to go to Vegas, I think is staying on the West Coast for um, the next week and then is going to Summit again, which is just an insane thing. And, and it's not necessarily Johnny. It's just understanding the context of what this was. Uh, I don't think that someone who stopped going to tournaments for four months, stopped going to melee tournaments, I guess, for four months, has the conditioning uh, of going to back-to-back-to-back-to-back -to -back -to -back -to -back events all in different continents, basically. Uh, so I, I guess like... Um, I will say I am johnning for him a little bit, but I think that what we have learned through these past things is context. And uh, I still think that he is able to do well in the matchups that he's had before, but maybe it's these things where we see him versus Moki or we see him versus Cody or, you know, uh, we see him versus uh, like if he plays, um, maybe if he plays uh, faster matchups like uh, Pikachu or Falco, maybe, it, maybe they come from things that we don't have to worry about to, starting to worry a little bit which um hey the landscape that we're in with tournaments right now i think that he can still win a tournament and i think that he can also still lose to like null or whatever i think that's I think, just where we're at i i think like to that exact point maybe the trend that is emerging on leffen's part is less of a his skill in matchups where fox clearly should be the winner has mm -hmm. deteriorated or like the field is catching up to him it's not like, like none of that seems to be the case but in the event of like the Fox ditto, people have gotten a lot better at that matchup. And, yeah. and, and, and like, it's a, it's always a scary matchup. People joke about Fox Ditto's just being an absolute chaotic piece of garbage to play sometimes. And so him falling victim to that doesn't really surprise me that much. Um, because even if you look at like, I don't know, maybe another ambiguous matchup, which is Fox Marth, it's hotly debated for years. Um, he plays Sheik for that now. And it's like, I think, I think, a byproduct of everybody getting so good at the game is that it's it's not that Leffen's gotten worse by any stretch and like ton of respect. Like you said, I can't imagine traveling that much for, for melee. Um, granted he he's, he's found a ton of success with it. So maybe the factors change when he knows he's got such a, like an established fan base and people would really want to see him do well. Um, but yeah, the matchup thing, I think is an interesting thing to consider. I think the Fox Ditto might end up being a bit of a thorn in his side for some time, unless he really spends a significant amount of time um, grinding it or decides to play play something else uh, into into that matchup, which would be weird to see. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know when you have people like Moki, who's just or or myself even, but like we'll stick with like Moki as like a more consistent high tier player. Um, he is such an outstanding in the Fox Ditto in a lot of matchups, but. If you run into someone who would like be considered a Fox Ditto specialist, like I, I would seriously question not just Leffen's chances, but like anybody just with how that matchup yeah. plays out. I don't think anybody's safe if I had to say that. I really Moki don't. Moki went on Cody earlier in yeah. the year. Yeah, and and Cody yeah. and Moki have both beaten Leffen at, at, yeah. at whatever it was Shine. You know, like Shine. it's not. If there was if there was a matchup I didn't think Leffen was like untouchable in, it was the Fox mm. Ditto and. 
not because he's not incredible, but just because that's the nature of that matchup. It's really volatile. Yeah, want want to know something really funny? Oh, yeah. say? I had a similar thought like this all the way at Battle of BC because uh, Josh Mann was supposed to play Leffen. Mm -hmm. And this really goes into the uh, chaos of the matchup because when they played, I thought it would be close. I thought Josh Mann had a chance. Poor Josh Mann. I know what he's about to catch. Biggest four-stock strike uh, on FD of all time. <laughs> yeah, and he got uh, he got eight stocks. Oh, yeah. Oh, fuck. He could not just and a four-stock. those games, I thought, wow, Leffen is not dro dropping a set the rest yeah. of the tournament. Yeah. So, you know, maybe it's uh, like it kind of goes back to what you said about the box, though, because Josh Mann immediately recovered from that and went on to defeat Moki and IPW. Mm -hmm. That is like, yeah, I, I just think the matchup's inherently chaotic. And if you ask a lot of Fox players, unless you are like, in fact, I think it's just an ebb and flow. A lot of players, Fox players will love the matchup for a bit and then they'll go into a dark cycle of hating it and so on and so forth. So I don't know. I, I just, like I said, maybe the, the whole point about stars aligning is just that he had to play the Fox Ditto specifically. And that really yeah. shot him, shot himself in. Well, he didn't shoot himself in the foot. <laughs> just how this the bracket played out is is what did him in. Because um, let's just say in a world he doesn't play Moki, he plays um, I don't know, like Axe first into H Box first into maybe Pol or Polish and maybe Moki just doesn't exist in that side of the bracket. Uh, total. Maybe Moki was never born. Yeah, maybe Moki was never born. In fact, yeah, maybe Moki uh, was born somewhere else and never got a chance to play Melee. Um, oh, but. I think Leffen, like, that's the world where Leffen makes top eight on just mm -hmm. his Fox merit alone and then runs into Zane and gets to play as Sheik, you know? Um, so, yeah, I think there might be more more there to the Fox ditto to unpack with Leffen. For yeah, right I, now. I just feel like... I'm yeah. oh, sorry, go on. Wow, Yarn Yoshi, thank you so much for deferring You're to really me. really polite. For, yeah. for right now... Yeah, you are really polite, actually. <laughs> um, now, you got on my nerves a little bit, but you are you you got back to polite. I'm, I'm team Yarn Yoshi. Um... For right now, I think it's it's fair to look at him uh, kind of how we view Plup. Plup right now, I think, is someone who's very strong. We just obviously have not been able to see him attend a lot. But I think for the past few years, the way that probably like is easiest to view Plup is someone who could win any event they go to or could get ninth or thirteenth or stuff. Right? You know, Plup has been someone who is very uh, wishy washy in terms of just like how much it seems like he is actually putting into it. Uh, and while I think that the input of Leffen and Plups, uh, you know, what they've input into that, I think the output tends to be the same right now. So, like, yeah, we are seeing a Leffen that is a little on the lower side of what we'd expect. I think we could see a Leffen on, on the higher side of that at any point. Uh, and we're seeing Plup on probably one of the higher sides that we expect to see from him when he actually goes to stuff. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see. Maybe Leffen's not this type of person who's got a bulletproof case at always being consistent um but this is melee right now this is the world that we live in where zane has lost to like how many different people and how many different tournaments uh I, i'm not about to say that leffen is completely washed i think that the tournament performances that he's had uh are pretty few and far between and because of he's only been able to really find continued success at one of them i think that you know he deserves to be kind of viewed as the lower end of that top eight but I think that it could change. I, I'm not willing to say that it's going to be like this for the end of the year. We're going to be seeing Leffen, who is like the Leffen at Summit's going to have be in the same time zone for like three straight weeks. I'm not about to say he's completely washed. Uh, Yarn Yoshi, what are your what are your editing thoughts on this segment? 
Well, I think that we know what he can do, and we're very confident mm-hmm. in it, right? We know he can beat Zane or that he's got a very good shot when he plays him, right? And that has to count for something. And until Hungrybox shows otherwise, we know that we have to assume that he's just going to destroy him, right? Like, there's there's no reason to think that that will go the other way until Hungrybox shows it. And I think those two things on their own are very, very valuable. I'm a, What I'm really curious about, I think, like, as far as, like, you know, historical matchups go is I really want to see how he, him and Mango develop because I remember, you know, like, like it was yesterday that he and Mango used to be considered back and forth. If not, like there, there was a period of time where Leffen was just beating Mango over and over again. And uh, I really just want to see them play more sets against each other because I think like lately, you know, whenever they've played in the last few years, you know, far, far in between or far and few, but like wherever they've played a, Mango's actually kind of had his number more often than not in terms of like serious offline sets. And I never felt, feel like, uh, I never feel like it should be that way. I always feel like they should, you know, maybe it's because of when I got into the scene, I always feel like they should go way more back and forth than they have and necessarily in recent times. But like those, those recent times I'm talking about, you know, that's a span of time when their sets kind of like carry less weight, the more they go forward. So mm-hmm. I, I'm kind of interested in, like, I, I, as far as the matchups that we haven't seen Leffen in this year, Leffen versus Mango is one that uh, I, I'm really uh, fascinated about and one that, you know, maybe, maybe it happens at the Ludwig event with, you know, with maybe it happens, as I believe is projected. I, I'm not really sure, but, but I, I hope it does. Could be possible, yeah. Um, and Well, the thing with the Ludwig event is that this is Swiss. So we're actually going to be seeing a lot of different things and it's going to be really hard to predict what's actually going to happen. Uh, I think a pure seeding's probably not going to just be indicative of what's going to end up in bracket. Uh, and because of this, we're going to, we're going to get to see probably left and play a bunch of people who we might not have seen him play. Um, the, the plump matchup that he was supposed to play at big house would have been the first time they played in tournament since I think smash and splash five in like June, 2019. He hasn't played Mango in forever, right? He hasn't played Cody in forever. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, like, as much as we talk about him and we kind of, uh, like, look at the things that he's done really well, I think that this is going to be a hard term for him regardless. But I, I want to see him play more. Uh, and Sunsei, I'm excited to see you there, LCQ. I know. I Honestly, I... <laughs> I wish the big house happened earlier so there was yeah. a universe. I didn't have to do the goddamn LCQ because it looks so hard. Um, I, I, yeah, it'll be a sick event and I'm stoked to be there. But can't tell me you didn't look at that last chance qualifier and think, holy shit, there's like, there is what is it? Because it's 64 players. Uh, yeah. 56, 56 amazing people are going to have like the, a shitty weekend. Well, it's Vegas, so it'll be good. But, they, you know, 56 people are not going to go on to play those Swiss pools and, and, and be proud of themselves. They are going to drown, drown in pools before they get to play the main event. Well, we are going to have people who honestly could make top 100 and go 0 2 at this event. That's how insane this is. Uh, you could see someone like, like Souf, I think, is possible to go oh and two he could lose like uh, i forget who it is maybe like cpu zero or something someone around it but like these yeah these this lcq is not only insane on its own like what would be an insane regional right this would be an incredibly strong regional it then feeds into you know what we talked about with big house big people said the big house is one of the most stacked tournaments of all time just run it back two weeks later because this again missing plop is still one of the most stacked tournaments of all time maybe of recent time at the very least 
So yeah, your your reward for getting through the trenches of some of the most some of the best players from around the world, because we are going to see Spud and Solo Battle and Frenzy, Frenzy and all these people. Yeah. Your reward for getting through that is to play probably some of the hardest pools that have ever existed. Uh, uh, but <laughs> I think it should be good. I'm, I'm looking forward to this a lot. Um, we are going to have so much to talk about here. And we're about halfway through the show. Yarn Yoshi's still here. Huh. I didn't, Yarn Yoshi, I got to admit, I didn't think you'd last halfway through the show. No, uh, I was I was really excited to be on. So okay, I, I thought I thought like definitely. Edwin would feel better at some point, and like, no, you don't think he's going to be feeling better at any point? No, no, he's he's kind of in bed. I think I think he's in chat right now. Actually, he's in chat. I'm, okay, I'm not really sure because you said Edwin. you are staying at his house, so like there, there's no situation where he just kind of comes downstairs halfway through the episode. Okay. No, basically, so you're not, staying on for the entire know, this... episode. Yeah, this is a what you see, what you get kind of right. deal. <laughs> okay, uh, uh, what the LCQ? <laughs> yeah, no, no, we're out of the LCQ, baby. We're we're gonna talk a lot about who is able to win. We're gonna talk about the the group stages probably. So maybe not able to dwell a lot on the LCQ. But yeah, if there's any any names you want to pick out, um, Yarn Yoshi are there. <laughs> Yarn Yoshi, are there any uh, Yoshis in the bracket that you've uh, had your eye on? I'm not sure if there's any Yoshis at all, actually. Yeah, I uh, unless you want to count, uh, unless you want to count Amsa in the final one, I don't, I don't think there's any other yeah. ones. Uh, who do you think has the best Yoshi of the people in the LCQ? You know, for, for some reason, I, I feel like Solo Battle has a really good oh. Yoshi. <laughs> just completely, uh, just total gut feeling not really sure well interesting yeah i mean i think that's uh i i maybe would not say soul battle is a great yoshi i don't know but i think that is a great person to pick out like this is um soul battle's first north american event sponsored by melee staff uh and, and you know that's like this is the type of player that you're going to be seeing at, at the ludwig smash invitational someone who really just impossible to understand how they're going to be doing um like the level performances that he did in Europe last year made him probably top five in Europe, maybe top 10. Um, and yeah, like the, whether or not we're going to be seeing something like this, I think is part of the beauty of uh, the Ludwig smash invitational. I, I would pick out uh dude, you know what? Like all of these people here seem so tough. I think solo battle, I think is a great pick. You're right there. Triff, one of the best players in the world. In my mind, I think he's going to have a, uh, pretty good shot at making it pretty far um i would really love to see spud too well like it's so hard to pick people because i'm looking through it i'm like oh logan we haven't seen him in forever he might do well franz just had a really good run just franz do well uh and like all of these people it's so hard ralph your summit friend sensei ralph is in here it's I so know. impossible to pick only like one or two people who we think are going to do well uh, because this is just like <laughs> this is the uh, the aperitif. It's a little appetizer before the main course, and yet it's still one of the hardest brackets that I've as seen. A, as far as like talent pool goes, for like this is basically a giant smorgasbord of all the players that could ever be future top ten or yeah. something. Like you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. that's what's crazy to me about this is I'm like 
there are some people in here who have been cusp top 10 at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, and there are some people who have been on that come up. There are some hidden bosses that just never really got that shot all the time. Like my boy Quaff, I mentioned earlier. He Aiden yeah. reached out to him, got him to come out. Quaff is insanely good. I, 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 to be honest, if my sleeper picks, I am a gigantic Eddie Mexico fan. Ooh. Eddie, if I ever play against Eddie, I am, and, and also I saw a head shake. Wait, Yarn, are you thumbs up or thumbs down on Eddie? No, definitely, definitely thumbs up. Oh, this has been the okay. one of the low key storylines of this year has been the the rise of Eddie Mexico. I I still can't, I still think about him beating SJ at Smash Factor all the time. Yeah, uh, dude, I'm not kidding. I I played him at Battle of BC, and I mean, I'm glad I had a great rest of the tournament because there was no way I was beating Eddie. That guy, I've beaten him before. I've beaten him before. I'm not saying it's impossible, but my God, that guy is just like he is such a. Um, inspiration for of stronger mindset have a good time with melee and just practice hard and show up to events like that guy is the epitome of hard work he is yeah i i have so many good things to say about eddie obviously i think everybody does if i had to make a call like it sucks that he would have to play what looks like keizu pretty soon into the bracket like round two um but he'd be kind of my sleeper pick because if he ends up playing let's say keizu and he gets through that into bobby um then he might have like Again, another peach, I guess, through Polish. It might be brutal for Eddie. I don't know, but my heart just says Eddie shows up and he plays really well, like every time he goes to stuff. So I wouldn't, I would not sleep on him specifically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I so would say tough. out of the, you know, the... uh oh, who goes? Yarn. Oh, oh, did Yarn Yoshi? No, you, you can go. I'm sorry. What? No, I just said, dude, that's so tough. Just a little interjection. It's okay, Yarn Yoshi. It's tough to be on a podcast, especially your first time. <laughs> uh, oh, no. Are you crying? Oh, no. You know what? I'll let him wallow. I got more names. I got more yeah, names. Go, the more I'm looking ahead. through this, I got it. The main reason I was going to say this, and I mean, not to be a stick in the mud, I honestly think that the, the LCQ is really exciting compared to the... Because, like, how many times have you guys done this podcast before majors and talked about the same goddamn eight people and how well they're going to do at a major? Be real. Uh, a lot, and we're going to do it later today. <laughs> and I have, I, I think it's awesome. I'm not shitting on that at all. I just think there's so many cool. Yeah. Um, so I think there's so many cool storylines about all these grinders that have like not had the limelight on them pretty much all of 2022. No matter how many random good results they put in, there's never something that like elevates them to that next level of melee mm -hmm. stardom. We'll say. Um, and the more I'm looking through this list, like yeah, I know there's there's the spuds, but like Justice from Texas. Uh, absolutely sick fox um someone who i've wanted to see do well for a long time been a super homie uh and even going through i i, I don't geo and i'd really want to see null do better because uh, he kind of he kind of blew it at big house and i know he's way better than what he got to show off so even him i'd love to see uh step it up and then like he said solo battle yeah. solo battle someone who's just like i know you guys okay i guess you guys are huge solo battle sh uh, solo battle shills because well, he's sponsored for the for the like event. Him. Yeah. um but he he's so good every time i see solo battle play i'm like damn like i get it i get the melee stats uh yeah. the call for him to go to this event he's someone that could just like go all the way and make top eight and get into the main event i could see it 100 percent he's definitely one to see um he's got a pretty interesting path so his his round one yeah i mean like we usually don't talk about round ones we might as well uh get a war machine good player like that's not 
not necessarily a foregone conclusion. Uh, but face roll, that is a like if if you were to serve solo battle something up on a platter, face roll might unfortunately be the one. Griffin, I, I do, I, I love you, man. Um, but like that, just the matchup, the way that solo battle, you know, like have you ever seen Hbox? Uh, like everyone goes because oh! they think that Hbox is going to hit the reaction tech chase rest, and he never does. I solo battle hits him. CPU zero hits this. Like uh, the the way that that matchup can be played is just so punishingly cruel. And when you have someone like face roll, who's not incredibly on the grind, right? Uh, like that, that really is scary for, for all the face roll fans out there. So that could be, um, that could be solo battle. I don't really actually, you know Into what? Salt? salt is extremely good. Salt is someone who I think when I saw the top 50 this year, I was like, this is probably one of the more just like, just, you know, whatever, like skill, right? People say skill. Um, in terms of like people who jumped into the melee rankings this past year, I think Salt is one of the better ones and one of the ones that we can see stick around. And that being said, Salt's got some drop sets to puff, some some SDJ sets, some Palpa sets. If I were a bad man, I would almost put rig and say this is rigged. This is crazy good for solo battle. As far because Salt's amazing. I, I want to say that I'm pretty sure someone rubbed a genie lamp like last year during like online COVID era and was just like, please make me a sick falcon that can just <laughs> win a bunch of shit. And Salt appeared. And I played him one time at a TMT and I was like, where did you come from? He's so like, this good. guy's so yeah. good. So they're, good. They're um, so good with Falcon. They're so good with Falco. Uh yeah. I'm sure. I think I've seen their fox or something. I don't know. Just like an insanely good player. And yet. I kind of might think Solo Metal might take that, which if he does, uh, insanely somehow plays Triff. Jesus. Uh, yeah, no, this, this like... This is a Solo Battle bracket. That that might be the pick, honestly. But, like, that being said... That's not to sleep on Salt. We're talking about Triff. Honestly, Noel before Triff, where, like, all these people could do so much uh yeah i think it's like impossible to pick anyone who's, like for sure gonna make it uh yeah i think yeah maybe do you think etos is gonna make uh top eight here he's gonna get a slot in groups uh i think it's definitely one of the matches to watch Ooh, yeah, yeah cool have any uh, i'm willing to put money on it if you are oh yeah um so you're betting on etos because i mean i know trust the underdog here i would take it for sure uh, uh, actually, you know, I, I, I would be betting on Triff in this scenario. I'm a little crazy. Oh, that's so crazy. Cause like I was going to yeah. bet on Triff cause I thought you had Etos cause. No. Yeah. I mean, you can have Etos. I'll, I'll let you do it. Are I'll you sure? Do... Are you sure? I, yeah, All right. I, hey, it's Vegas, man. Right. You know, I will I'll put you 10 on Etos. I will put 10 on Etos. Cool. And, like, uh, uh, hundred to one odds, I guess. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, give you what, like a 10 cent payout if you, if, if uh, Triff wins, cause it's really unlikely. I know. Yeah, um, true. but, uh, yeah, no, I, I know so many upsets could happen, but uh, realistically like solo battle, I don't want to put too much pressure on them either to, to say, you know, like this is the expectation. Um, cause that can suck also. You're coming out of region first big, big tournament that, mm-hmm. that really matters. Um, that can also just cause some serious chokies. Uh, so respect with respect to how competition goes but i if there was going to be a bracket that i think solo battle could do it in um i would give it i, I almost think it's decided by solo battle or salt because i see salt beating yeah. triff i really do i see a, i see a world where, where salt beats triff 
and I see a world where solo battle beats Triff. So I kind of think that side of the bracket or that portion of the bracket gets decided by that match more, in my opinion, than any of the other matchups. Yarn Yoshi, before we go into group stages, is there anyone who you want to shout out for maybe uh, making a run here? Yes. So there's a, there's two potential options here, right? And it's really tempting to pick all the, you know, the new school players and the up and coming grinders. But I actually want to shout out Smashbox Gotsu, yeah, who uh, randomly had a very big run at Big House. And I kind of wonder if there's a chance of that happening again here. I'm I'm pretty excited for uh, Gatsu versus Lunadusk yeah. in particular. I, I could not tell you how that would turn out. And uh, I'm also excited to see Shroom come back. I think uh, I think Shroom versus Salt is actually projected right now. And uh, the last time they played, uh, granted it was online. I think uh, I think Shroom actually ended up taking that. So I'd be interested to see how the run back goes. You know, this is a this is an all time great player mm-hmm. who hasn't necessarily been the uh, the most active or try hard this year, but it is still Shroom. It's good to see him at yeah. events. So We've seen him come out of nowhere and. and... Yeah, do really well, obviously. That uh, is the Dewan, 100%. That is him to a T. Is it Genesis uh, 7? What did he just, like, he just top 8, right? He just top 8 some random one, got into Summit. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you're talking about another big event where he could randomly come back and qualify for a, a huge bracket? Yeah, why not? That sounds like something he could do. I think that's a great pick. Gatsu, I think, is a great pick. I mean, honestly, there's no bad picks here for the most part. Um, I will say I want to take somewhat credit for Gatsu, Gatsu's performance at uh, the big house because I saw him. He said, "Hey," I said, "Hey." Uh, I was like, "Yeah, man, you're yeah." I saw that you're on uh, Smashbox now. And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, I've, I've been doing it a little bit." And I was like, "Yeah, I saw your set versus West Balls." I was like, "You destroyed him," and uh, he was like, "Well, I'm glad that's the only one you saw." This was me being the most couth person in melee i saw all those sets i think he's like three he's like one and three with west balls since he's uh switched to the smash box those other sets weren't that pretty but he won one and i made sure to bring that up and i think that gave him it imbued him with confidence that made him uh go on to one of the weirder <laughs> one of the weirder uh runs that we've ever seen like beating yeah beat ginger, ginger right yeah uh I forget who else he beat in losers. He had a, he had a good losers run, uh, but he ended up losing to S Fat and Winners, which honestly looked like a pools match. I that's not shade because Gatsu did well. Gatsu got seventeenth. It just unfortunately looked really bad. Uh, and then I think did he lose to? No, he beat Ducks Sheik right. Yep. After oh. Ducks Sheik beat Kalamazoo, who almost didn't make top sixty four. Because Keizu almost lost to Quang's Donkey Kong. Okay, well, there's too much into this. We holy, oh, that's a rabbit hole. I, I, I've kind of heard some bitching about the Smash Box too. I don't know what to make of that. Not to open that can of worms. Um, well, Ambisinister's not here. Who is the guy to talk to on this? But from what I've heard, anecdotal evidence, uh, I believe that the Smash Box is the most broken. It's also just the one that has, uh, maybe, not been marketing itself well enough to Smashers yeah. to for them to actually buy it. Yarn Yoshi, do you uh, what? What are your thoughts on the box? Uh, I basically don't. I, I don't think much of it, but it's very fascinating because uh, the thing with Gatsu is that like he did enter tournaments. It's not like he didn't do anything. It's like it's more like he didn't go to many big like offline events, but he'd entered TMTs and get like ninth or thirteenth, right? So it's not like we didn't see anything from him. It's like we saw a bunch and we just assumed it was kind of like a transition period, and then he just 
randomly came back and beat Ginger and Duck. It was like, oh, okay, I guess this is, I guess this has got to. Yeah, he just sandbagged only to play Michigan and then <laughs> destroy them and then and then play bad again and then be like, no, no, the box is fine. I don't know. That's that's a uh, that's weird. Yeah, definitely weird. I I just brought that up because like you said, we same. I had heard the similar sentiment echoed that it was like in terms of bullshit. There was like Smashbox, then Frame One, and then Box. As far as like what nerfs were applied and what was fair or in place, I guess, or air quotes fair. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Cool's even do well, and then and to that, I wasn't. That's not that's not me saying he's he could never do well or get those wins otherwise. Not even in the slightest. It was just so weird that you would like like you said, the the pools match of S Fat and Gatsu by comparison to him then beating Ginger. I don't know what the hell is going on. This is a weird. He had a bizarro bracket. He really did. Ben, we'll see. We'll see, because he's got a weird bracket here, too, right? I mean, Lunar Dusk, Josh, Broken Arm Josh, man, if he makes it there. Like, there's there's a lot going on here. Broken um, Arm Joshy. Regardless, whoever ends up making these eight slots, I think is going to... I think anyone here who's got a chance is going to be really interesting in pools. Um, so the, the way that Swiss works is that we really don't really we don't really know what's going to happen. Uh, it all depends on who wins, which is a concept that I think people have toyed around with a little bit in smash, but obviously we've seen in different uh, esports. but yeah, I believe that the way that this is going to be working is that, um, you know, you are going to be, if you win three sets, you you've qualified for top 16. Uh, if you've lose three sets, you're out people who go two and one play people who go two and one. like, it's, it's this really interesting concept, which is going to lead us to a lot of great matches. And, it's the type of thing to expect when you give Aiden the keys to the kingdom, um, which for people like me, people who watch the four, the quad stream on tuck house of, of don't park. Um, I'm very excited for this and very excited for the return of the quad stream from what I've heard. Uh, yeah, but like, okay, so let's look at these, the groups. We don't really know the matches and the matches that are going to be happening after groups um, or after round one of, of Swiss completely go up to the groups it's, it's about what happens uh but just looking at the players here do we have any thoughts on on who's able to make like a breakout or really strong run because they are <laughs> i mean we talked about the, the lcq this is like the true murderer's row it's like every good player possible is in here um what do you think yarn yoshi you've been a little quiet you've got amsa in these pools third seed overall does that make you happy uh, yeah, I would say it's adequate. I, I think I would prefer him be the number one seed, obviously, because he okay. won the last two majors. Okay. I well, I don't really think... It, I don't know if one was a major. The offseason is a major. It had $25,000. I don't think money... Okay. Um, I'm considering it a major. All right, so so he won one major, and he won another tournament. Um, So he should be... Okay, okay, well, I'm glad that you think it's adequate. Uh, How do you think he's going to do at this event? Um, I'm I'm pretty interested to see how he'll do. If I'm uh if I'm not mistaken, I think he's he's actually got like three or four, maybe even like five very difficult opponents in his pool. I don't think he's gonna go up against all of them, but in particular, um two matchups I really want to see him in are against Moki and Lod actually right now. Yeah. Um Moki especially because like we, even the first set they played, I, I think Amsa won like three one or something. There was a lot of a uh, a lot of hype coming up in that set from people behind the scenes and everything, right? Like I think it was talked about a lot on a 
both Moki stream and Amsa stream that both of them really wanted to play each other because they thought they were the best in the world at the matchup. And when, when they ended up playing, obviously, uh, Amsa took the first set, but the second one was like very decisive in Moki's favor. So I don't really know how, uh, how that's going to trend moving forward. And I, I'm excited to see him hopefully play against Lot again because I remember back in the day when uh, when Lod beat him, people were saying that Lod was even harder than Armada, that Amsa was just never going to beat Peach. And now we've seen Amsa beat Lod. So, you know, is, is that a matchup we can finally give Amsa his due credit and say that he's favored against Lod in? Or is Lod going to beat him and we suddenly have to start worrying if that's not a guaranteed path for him again? So those would be two opponents that I'm especially really curious to see how Amsa does moving forward. Because I think those two, if you if you ask like a year ago, maybe they're they're some of his hardest. Yeah. Um I I think that this is gonna be really it's not a make or break event for Amsa, but I do think it's gonna be a hard one. You mentioned Moki. Th- these British Commonwealth foxes, man. The uh I guess they're they're not the Queen's foxes anymore, but you soon say Josh Man, Foxes Moki. sounds way cooler. I'm not gonna lie. So I mean, rip to Big Liz, but come on, yeah. Kings Foxes. Oof. Kings Foxes doesn't sound too bad. Uh, yeah, I mean they they are trouble for Amsa. I I I mean we we've seen Moki take sets. We've seen uh, Josh Man take one. We we're gonna maybe we're gonna be seeing soon. Say take one soon. Who knows? Um, but yeah, I think that's that's a good Hopefully. pick. <laughs> I believe I'm a believer. Um. Soon say what about uh, what about you when you when you look at these, uh, I can I, link. Well, I, I got him. I got him. I got him. I got him. Okay. So, I I honestly, I mean, I okay. I forgot to ask if this this stream is considered super PG because I didn't want to I didn't want to swear too much. But um, uh, well, what do you you're not, if you're gonna say no slur, no don't no that. no yeah hey guys <laughs> gonna say slurs is that cool no uh not 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 my look um. I think that Spark and Crudo, as the respective sheiks in their pools, are going to shit on some fast fallers. And yeah. I okay. I think that like like if I literally were to look at this right now, I think Spark beats Magi. I think Spark has a really good shot at beating none. I think Spark beats Wizzy. I think Spark has the shot to beat like even like Lod or like, you know, maybe not the Foxes, fine. Maybe if they're feeling good on that day. But I would not be shocked to see Spark do super well. And then on Crudo's side, it's even more of a bloodbath. I would not be shocked to see Crudo beat. Lucky, Ginger, Johnny, Mango even, depending, uh, Pipsqueak, Axe, Fiction, Kadoran. Like, the only real write-offs for him, in in my opinion, for that pool are, like, maybe Zane, maybe um, Hbox, and I didn't include Ackle on that list just because I know he has a special penchant for staying the hell away from people who can grab him. So <laughs> that's why that, so I didn't include Ackle. So, but yeah, I would not be shocked to see, because I know Crudo's been, like, one of those players that's been on the cusp, in my opinion, of like the top fifty and top twenty-five, and that got invited here. Uh, kind of a kind of a weird one who I haven't seen um, make like humongous waves yet. Has a ton of upsets under the belt, just maybe not in the collective melee conscience yet. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I Crudo Crudo and Spark would be my picks. I really don't love Sheik. I'll be the first to admit it. But when I look at that pool, I can't help but feel that they would do really well in, in both those pools. Yeah. Okay. So so let's see. Aklo, I think, is, is pretty insane, right? Yeah. Uh, Aklo is someone who I had pretty high on my top one hundred or top fifty ballot, just because if there's any year where it's like chill, if you don't enter a lot, I think the the ratings that we did from 
March 1st to uh, July 11th, I think, are the ones where it's okay if you're not attending a ton. Um, because I think that he's, like, really good in a lot of matchups. I think he is... So I, I believe he, um, he's he got Kadoran here as uh, his round one. Uh, and being 1-0 versus being 0-1 in Swiss, uh, yeah, could lead to some interesting matchups. Like, he's played Kadoran before at Smash Summit 11. I think he... It, it all comes down to whether or not he's gotten better. Because the way that he, he plays, I think, is really good. He's got that stupid link. <laughs> he's got that yeah. horrible, dumbass link. Which, unfortunately, might be something that like could uh, turn the tides of something like this. It, it's like it's his skill in Fox Marth that is going to win it, of course. But it's that dumbass link that could just be the X Factor. What do you think of his link? <laughs> uh, say? Um... I think you've nailed it on the head when you said this dumbass link. It's not bad. It's not anything that I would dis like be disrespectful of. Like obviously he's 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 taken the time to to sink into the character. But uh yeah, I can't help but look at it and call it anything other than his dumbass link. It's it's <laughs> hilarious. And I and like you said, like uh he's beaten Magi, I think, with that link, like just the link. For example, like if he if he gets a chance to play and like because like the pools do mix eventually, right? They or no, they don't. They like you said, it's like a with the Swiss pools format, and they'll, like, yeah, I, they'll yeah. meet in top sixteen if they make it through to that. But okay, yeah, that's like classic melee player not understanding Swiss pools right there. <laughs> um, but okay, but regardless, yeah, I, I could see Aklo's link doing some damage on a random FD game here and there versus some fast fallers. I wouldn't expect it to work consistently. Um, if I'm being honest, though, melee players kind of kind of sleep on stuff sometimes. So I wouldn't be surprised if nobody's practiced for it, and it does have some some space to really shine against really? Some, some people. Um, yeah, Here's I don't know, but it is the dumbass link for sure. It is. Here's something that's interesting when it comes to Aklo, though. Is so we we look at this set right, Kudorian versus uh, Aklo. I don't know. It honestly could come down to that dumbass link, but the implications that set has is like pretty big. So let's say, um, let's say Aklo wins that. That means that, uh, we have hungry box Aklo. Oh, baby. <laughs> which, which if anyone's been following online, um, that has been a long standing epic. It's not even a rivalry. It's just like, we have seen all different sorts. I think we've seen, God, we might have seen like the fucking young link or whatever versus the puck, but we, we've seen everything. Um, and for a while he was struggling and then he eventually became someone who was able to take sets online. Uh, and I think the, where we're at recently is uh, they had a game 15, game 14 grand finals, I think most recently, which ended with uh, <laughs> hungry box camping for a timeout while he was down in percent. So whatever happens is going to be interesting. Dude, if Aklo and Hbox were like, if, if you're a reincarnation person, those two players would get reincarnated in another life to piss each other off the exact same way in a completely different thing. Like I'm calling it. I just seeing the sets between those two, the amount of times Hbox has said like some variation of don't taunt me, bitch. And I just, those guys, I don't know. something about that's really funny to me. So I do hope they play. And yeah, the timeout situation was hilarious. I was like, wait, was Hbox like ledge grab limiting or something? There was some secret thing he was aware of, or and it was like, nope, he just saw the numbers wrong. Just reading problem, literally reading skill gap. 
you just okay, we will, yeah better we'll better reader work. wins yeah i don't know um really quickly we can talk take a look at some of these pools just because we we know who's in the pools so so you know that gives us a head start as to um, what's going to happen uh and then we'll obviously move on to who we think is going to end up winning uh you, you know what yard yoshi i'm going to ask you in one second but uh, i'm gonna before i do that i'm gonna to say i think melee stat pipsqueak has a pretty decent shot at something here uh he's got ginger who I think he could beat Ginger. Ginger, obviously someone who has like a really high floor, but has had some moments where it does not look great. Um, Gatsu, Box Gatsu. Uh, he's lost to Skurzo this year. Like he, he has lost to people who I think are within Pip's skill range. Uh, and Pip's Squeak to me as a player who I think tends to be pretty well-rounded. Like we talked about earlier. I think that his, uh, with, with, Hey, talk about dumbass characters. He's got a dumbass Falcon for Marth. Um, so he's able to kind of play more like an even keel Fox style versus every other character. Uh, and I mean, obviously you two had a really close set, so I want to hear your feelings on that, but I think he's someone who could end up making waves here. I want to, I want to see how he does because his trajectory throughout like, uh, this year has been coming to an event, losing to someone who's seated a lot lower than him uh mad tyro on his first trip and then dark here on his second trip uh and then honestly bringing it back through losers and then going to a tournament right after and doing really well uh so we are going to see him this is his first tournament in america for this trip i think he's continuing to i think he's going to stay until summit um so maybe we'll see that happen again but in a swiss for format you know it's not going to be double elimination like just like that maybe we get to see the loser's bracket pipsqueak runs it back and he stays in. Who knows? Um Yarn Yoshi, what do you what do you think? About Pipsqueak or just in general who I'm looking out for? Uh take it however you see fit. Sure. I'm giving uh, um, you the ball. You can you can run with it however you want. Well you give well in, in my uh, language you'd say you're giving me the egg, but yeah. All right. So I think one thing, one back. person, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think one person that I, I'm really excited to see back here, obviously like we can go through the top 10 with wizards coming back and everything. I think, uh, you know, sometimes with, with really big events like these, what you'll find a lot is that like players who slump or have been slumping for a little bit, like kind of just like relative to expectations kind of come back and remind everyone like why they were really highly regarded. Like, we saw this with Axe at SmashCon and Shine, sort of like, you know, Axe had a, you know, maybe a lower, like a, a rank that was deserving of his results, but maybe not a rank like indic indicative of like his skill, right? And I think very similarly, I, I think we're going to see a comeback performance from none. I feel like this is someone who who not too long ago we, we were talking about as the best active Captain Falcon, and we haven't really seen like you know the results come through since the uh since the summer or so and i, I feel like some of it's been tough brackets i feel like some of it is motivational issues just based on what he talked about in his stream and just sort of like the events not kind of going his way for lack of a better way to put it and i feel like in this kind of format where he knows his opponent's coming up ahead where you know like there's it's swiss but it's kind of within a limited pool i it, it wouldn't surprise me to see none take some names here and kind of remind everyone why they considered him top 10 for the summer and you know what kind of potential he has moving forward so i'm really interested to see how none's been doing if, if only because I, I feel like people are starting to sleep on him 
and he's been in a similar position before, you know, slumping and then coming back and getting like ninth at a major or something. So I'm really interested to see none. That's another guy who, by the way, I, I'm scared for Amsa if they play. I, I, I think Amsa will take it, but you know, I, I think none is one of his trickier opponents for sure. Yeah, that's fair. Are you I... ready for this? Oh yeah, yeah. tell me. I'm, I'm going to create, I'm going to create the, the nun run at this tournament. I'm going to, uh, leak it's not a leak i'm going to but like using the the format uh unfortunately like the the format because star gg does not have the people who are qualified for the lcq star gg projections are off uh but with my clout i do have the correct projections so i'm going to create a bracket run here for none listen to this and tell me how impossible this sounds he beats slug uh then he goes into round two and he beats someone who has had a historically rocky relationship with Falcon. He beats IBDW. And then he doesn't play Leffen because Leffen loses to Lod. So in order to in order to make it out of polls, 3-0, he plays Lod. Person who he did beat at some of this year. I think they split sets and had all this weird tiebreaker shit. But it's set that I think he could win. Now, I think Cody's really good versus Falcon right now and really annoying. Uh, none has complained to me about Z Jump before, specifically I was say. with regards to Cody. Yeah, I was going to say with Cody, that might be a little tough. Okay, I'm, but I'm, everything I'm, else, I'm, yeah. This that's is con- Yard Yoshi. This is content. I'm, I'm building a narrative. But okay. All right, finish it off. A, he, he gets 3 0. He's in top 16 as one of the top seeds. What if he goes 2-1? What if he loses to Cody? Because that's the more realistic one, just based on recent, like, even what he's been uh, talking about. Yeah, well, if that happens, then it all depends on what happens in other scenarios, right? That That's going to be a little harder to uh, dictate. Yeah, like, he, you have to fill out so many other things in order for that to happen. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, I, I, that's fair. I know, it's the Swiss pools. Is there anyone that uh, none doesn't want to play against? Let's, like, auto-lose for him? I think it's the Sheiks, dude. I was just gonna say, I think it's the Sheiks. I think I think that that's yeah, right. an annoying matchup for him. Yeah. Maybe the so, Sheiks Mango. Is that it? Uh, I mean, he's uh, lucky. He doesn't have Mango's not in this pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mook is. So maybe you don't get away from everyone. Uh, we talked about Cody. Cody's, you know, he's had a rocky relationship, and how it's been recently has been pretty damn good. Yeah, I mean, he's got. You're right. He's got Spark in there. He's got a uh, dude. Honestly. Falcon Icy is as as we know it. People would say it's Falcon favored. Uh he is the guy who did hate the Icy's matchup as a Falcon player, right? That was a thing. So I don't know. I, I think none's super good, and I think you're right. At some point we see him run it back. Because he is not someone who is just like going to go through a slump for the rest of his career, uh, hopefully. But I think he needs to buy in to being a good player. Uh because the the level of talent here is really good. So if if he's fully invested into like you know being here and playing really great melee, I think that he could go really far. Uh, but if he's not, I think that Slug as your literally first match of the tournament is scary. And I think that a tournament or a pool that has like Spark somewhere in there or Magi somewhere in there, um, even Sfat who's done well versus S2J at their past few sets i believe uh like that's, these are scary people i'm i'm kind of 
thinking though for for none like just obviously i know him pretty well and spent a lot of time talking to him he's kind of the guy that would just like lose to slug and be like thank god that's out of the way and go smoke a cigarette and then come back and play some amazing melee so i'm like i in, in a way i almost think that like yeah it's scary for him but it, you know sometimes when you lose in winners and then all of a sudden all your nerves are gone if you've gone through that sensation yeah. and you're like i just don't care about what happens now I think that that's gonna, that might happen not just for him, but for a lot of players that are a bit shaky right in that first match and then go on after losing to have some really ex- exceptional performances. And I, th- I think that might be how it pans out for none. Because out of curiosity, I don't want to go. Uh, I don't. I don't know how much. Uh, I don't know how much Swiss math you have to do. But if none loses round one to Slug, uh, what is what does that look like for him? Do you know? All right. Uh, yes, he would play the loser of the uh, other matchup so so if he beats slug he plays ibw if he loses a slug i'm also assuming ibw beats whoever's in this slot mm-hmm. um but yeah so he would probably have to play someone who doesn't make it into winners through the qualifying round but does qualify so whoever that might be maybe okay. that's uh <laughs> I don't even know. Maybe, maybe that's like solo battle. Who knows, right? Okay. Uh, yeah. It, it's that. That's really hard to say. But I mean, that's scary because that is someone who you've lost the only set you played, and you are playing against someone who we know is really good because we talked about how stacked the LCQ is, and they played yesterday, right? Like make it in. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's true. So, so we'll um, see. Yeah, he's he's a weird one though. I will. I, that all I'll say is he's a weird one because he just like doesn't seem phased by that stuff that much. He's just yeah. like, whatever, man. It, it, as far as none goes, he's one of those guys that never really, and I think it's a good way to be, but he's never really talking about how the other guy's playing. He's always just like, I'm playing good or I'm playing bad, and that's what dictates the outcome. And and th- while that's not like objectively the case, I think that it helps for, for him to stay calm. So I, I don't know if he'd be one of the players that falls prey, even under those circumstances, to necessarily... What like, if none goes Ganon against Slug? Good. Yeah, maybe. Uh, that's um, possible. Slug's always had some sort of uh, you know, idea of counter picking versus Peach or versus Ganon versus you know stuff like that. Like I, I know that there's been a Fox, and I think I've heard rumors of there being a Sheik. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, uh, in terms of this event, though, I think it's time that we jump to the to the main thing. We're talking about people who can do well. What about people who can win the entire thing here? Um, because that that group does seem significantly smaller. But honestly. For in terms of melee, that what we've seen in history is probably almost the widest it's ever been. Um, so we're we're talking about we've got out of the top eight, you know, your your Zane, Cody, Hungrybox, Jmook, uh, Leffen, Amsa, Mango. Uh, we're we're only missing Plop. You've got Lod who's going to this. You've got Wizzy who's going to this. Axe has been doing really well recently. I mean, S2J has been doing really well recently. Like all these people, they either have been killing it recently or are due for a comeback and it just is leading to this event where i honestly like we don't know what winter semis are going to be we don't know what winners finals are going to be it's so wide open that i would not be surprised to see anything but at the end of the day i, I think we need to make some gut decisions on on who does it yarn yoshi it's your first time on the show and i gotta be honest you've uh you've been hot and cold with me i don't know about sunsei i don't know about how you've been feeling about him but he's been on my nerves he's been on my good side 
it's it's really tough to say i said it but, i said it before the show and definitely still feels like a weird hostage situation <laughs> where someone's been forced to dress up as yoshi but uh now been loving the yarn yoshi yarn yoshi i guess uh, we should we should bring this up as a question before we talk about who you think's gonna win um we've gone the canon is that this is a costume this is not your skin that's good to establish uh how long have you been wearing the yoshi costume is this like a security um, blanket? I would say for about like three hours. Three hours, okay. So this is, so despite you being named Yarn Yoshi, uh, and saying at one point you said in my language it would be handing me the egg, meaning that you have developed a language that yeah, kind of like slang. I would egg. say okay, slang. Okay. Um. So despite the fact that you use uh, a different vernacular that includes eggs. Uh, in place of regular words you only have been wearing this for the past three hours you've never worn it before no i have not okay. interesting all right stage i usually wear a lot of green though oh green okay do you like luigi yeah he's okay he wears cool. green i like any mexico okay that's, that's cool he doesn't wear green as much as luigi does i guess so yeah sorry to break that news to you but we're, we're we're not talking about any works. Well, maybe unless you really believe. We're talking about people who can win this event, and uh, I want your I want your true take. I want your true take on who is going to win the Ludwig Smash Invitational. Uh, what I only assume is going to be marketed by them as the largest, as the most important Smash turn of all time, as the hardest Smash turn of all time. So I want your opinion. Who is going to win the Ludwig Smash Invitational? Um, I think. Okay. I'll be real here. I know everybody thinks I'm going to pick Hamsa because he won the last two events. And I know everyone thinks I'm Yarn Yoshi. It's a big joke or whatever. I truly think that Hamsa has a very good chance at winning this tournament. And it does feel like really? we're in a new era that uh, we're in a new era where we're learning a lot about a player that, you know, is, is continuously breaking the, you know, through, through the gl proverbial glass ceiling or whatever. And I do think that he has a chance of winning this tournament. At the same would time... Like, would you like to take a bet? <laughs> at the same time, I think this pool he's in is very hard. And I, I don't see a version of him coming out of this pool beating every single opponent or beating the majority. I think there's a very good chance that if he has to play three of Amsa, Moki, Lod, and Nun, I, or if he has to play like those four, I think... I think he might lose two or three sets, and that might hurt his chances in the final mm -hmm. bracket. So, I think if we're going by like pure matchup by matchup, it's really hard to uh, bet against Cody. I think, I think Cody's just really solid. His pound for pound uh, matchups against every single person in the top eight is so good. There's a little bit of you know sometimes there's uh, consistency issues before, but that all happened like way back before Cody was winning really big tournaments. And I just think uh, I think if you're looking for people that have, you know, turned losing matchups into winning ones, you know, have gone even with some of their tougher matchups and, you know, don't really look that, don't you know, even in matches that they lose, don't really look uh, that far off from turning it around. I think it's got to be Cody. I, uh, I hate to admit it, but I think that, uh, I think he's just really rock solid in every area. I think he's gonna win this event. Cody, IBW, great pick. Soon say, what? What do you think? Uh, I got it. I've got it down to like three. 
as far as my my or maybe we'll say four my like my, and i know that's not great but we'll we'll say my my like s tier picks are mango zane mm-hmm. um it's a boring answer I, I i get it but i think mango's more than proven like even amidst like his reputation i guess for mr you know not so consistent this year i think he's proven even in events where he's not all that consistent he's had um some pretty solid performances that are like you know thirds fifths like it's not like he's looking oh my god sorry my cat is like attacking my desk right now say hi to oscar everybody kitten um the uh no i would say mango's a decent pick here zane's a decent pick i think zane's looked really really good and honestly like I don't know. I don't think we're going to be in a situation where Cody beats Zane four times in a row. Maybe you know, play the play the. Obviously, there are individual odds. I just don't. I just don't see it happening that way. Not to say that Cody couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my dark horse pick here, and I know it's going to just be Canadian shilling, but it's Moki. Um, when I look at Moki's pool, not that I know he only has to technically play what three people and then some tiebreakers depending mm-hmm. on it if it's not like clean, but I don't look at Moki's pool and think that like he i think he's a strong favorite into a good chunk of those matchups and at least even with everybody and i and i genuinely believe that i don't think he's weak into cody at all i think he's strong into omsa i think he's strong into leffen i think he's strong into lottie has a lot of peach experience um obviously he's played none a bunch i just there's not a world where i see mo not that he has to play all, all of the players in this Swiss Bowl. i get that i'm just saying as far as he as far as he looks going into this event i'd be I wouldn't be shocked because obviously he has his bustery moments and his long, but his mentality's looked great. I think he's come out of the big house feeling really good about where his head's at. And I think that's been like his blocker. It's not mm-hmm. as, it's, he's kind of, he's kind of like a lot of great players that have, have been struggling. It's, it's not in the hands, it's in his head. So um, I, th- I really, I really do believe like Moki's due for, for something special to happen. Some great picks there. Uh, earlier in the show, I know Yarn Yoshi said that last time we had an episode. Uh, Ambi saying the winner of Plup Leffen was the biggest uh, hedge betting of all time. So I'm not sure if Yarn Yoshi, if you have any words for Sunsei picking four people. Uh, but if you don't, I can go ahead with mine. I'll, I'll stick with my one. I'll stick with my Moki pick. I will, I will actually ride on that. I will okay. ride on the Moki. I'll ride on the Moki horse. I mean, what's the worst that happens? He wins and I look amazing. And if he loses, well, all right. Someone great hey. won the event. Oh, yeah. you, were the you know there was a there was a monday morning marth that jumped into moki's uh chances at like that that going into moki's chances and the kind of bracket that he need to win and sort of what's what's kept him back from winning this year and one of the things i'll say is that i think this format lends itself you know both with just how it's structured and with the player pool to uh, things that are a bit more in moki's strengths that's one thing i think that like it's good that Zane and Mango are kind of right now in the other pool. We'll we'll see how that turns out in the other, and as as far as how the bracket turns out, and um, you know for for Moki, uh, I think the bigger than you know any individual person at the top tier. It's it's really just been about like getting there to his favorable matchups or like the matches that we know he could win. So I think this format is very good for him. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I I mean, hey, he is he is definitely a dark horse candidate to win anything, and I'd be super excited if he did. Um, but I don't think he's going to be my pick. So I I want to really quickly go over. Uh, you know, sometimes I look at these things and and I say the thing that I really believe in most, and then sometimes I'm like, well, it's kind of boring if we all pick the same thing. 
And uh, it was September, I decided that I was going to say that IBW is going to win this event. Uh, I was like, he's not going to win the big house. That's too, that's too soon. But he's someone who I really believed will do well. And uh, watching the big house, I was like, yeah, he's not going to win, but I'll still think that he's going to beat, uh, or he's going to win Ludwig's event. And then just like as, as time moves on, I'm like, yeah, I still believe it. Uh, and I get on this podcast and, and my, uh, my new friend, Yarn Yoshi, it just says IBW. And I'm like, well, I could pick IBW. I think that's probably the smart pick. That's the pick that I believe in most. But what if not everything goes my way? Because not everything is, is easy like this, right? Uh, I was informed by Cypher of the Bottom of the Smash Mountain podcast that I, uh, whenever I pick Leffen to win, he loses. So maybe it doesn't always go my way. Maybe it doesn't make my life easier. And I'm thinking of things that don't make my life hard at this tournament. And the thing that makes my life the hardest, as someone who is involved with rankings and seeding and talking about rankings and seeding, is if we have a new major winner. So that's why I think that J-Mook is going to win his first major, and it's going to be one of the most stacked majors we have. And then we have to deal with almost every single person in the top eight winning a major. Uh, I think Plup probably the only one who has it, which is very funny, unless you want to consider CEO a major. Um, and I think his chances here are hard. I, I will admit, you know, his pool does have Cody in it. Cody is someone who... I have said last time we were on before the big house uh, that I think that Cody's favored and I think that Jamie really good. So I will always say that Jamie has a chance, but like I might need to see him win again to believe he's got a really good chance uh, because right now it seems pretty Cody favored. And uh, you look at the other people in his pool and uh, it's like, yeah, I mean, what if he, if, if he faces a uh, slug in, in, uh, if they both go two and one and he faces slug, right? What if he uh, faces Amsa? Amsa someone who he took a set off at, at um, the off season, but is still negative against like all these people are pretty scary. Even if like, what if he faces a Leffen that's decided, you know, that he's going to be winning again because Leffen has done that in the past and can do it again. Um, but I'm going to throw a caution to the wind. I'm going to say that Jamie is going to win this. It is definitely a tough tournament, but it's one that honestly I think is, is doable. All these people here, he's got good shots against. And in this chaotic type of format, I, I do think that uh, there's chances that he could do well. I, I'm, Zane's obviously not someone who is just going to like fall over at the sight of Jamie Luke anymore. Uh, not that it was ever like that, but I still think that he can beat uh, Zane. I still think he can beat if he plays Leffen, maybe. Maybe he even brings it against Cody. Uh, Mango's been playing super well, and I really want to see a high level. I want to see Mango right now versus Jamie because the sets that we've seen versus them have been good, but not really. It doesn't seem like two people playing at 100%. Um, so I want to see that. And I want to see him versus Amsa again because he took the one set. I think he can do it. Uh, so it might not be the smart choice. It might not be like Yarn Yoshi who made the smart choice. And it might not be the cool choice like Sunsei. I might be missing the boat in both directions, but I'm kind of bridging them together, and I'm going to pick JMook as my picks. So we've got Yarn Yoshi. Uh, thank you for being here, Yarn Yoshi, by the way. We've got Yarn Yoshi with Cody. We've got Moki from Sunsei, and we've got JMook from myself. Um, so that is going to be it. And uh, hey, we might be all wrong, right? That's just the way that the tournament is. I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And uh, we are on the way out. Before we go, we have some questions for you, Sunsei. We're probably going to have to narrow it down uh, just because of time constraints. But uh, I can go ahead with uh, 
How many do you have? We've got four. How about this? Yarn Yoshi, you have the questions in front of you. You can pick one. I will pick mine first. You you decide whatever's worth it. We've got good questions. We used to make fun of our people for writing bad questions, and they wrote good questions. Um, So this is from Melee Stats Intern. And honestly, most liked, well-liked member of Melee Stats. SF, what is your favorite Matt Damon movie? Oh, man. Um, <laughs> I actually... uh trying to think. So I had seen Good Will Hunting a really, really long time ago and thought, oh, what a great movie. I'm still missing some from the Matt Damon collection, like Rounders. Um, but what was it? Uh, the Departed. I think The Departed takes the cake. That would be my pick. The Departed was a great movie. I actually watched The Martian recently for the first time, which was also really fun. I enjoyed that as well. Um, Talented Mr. Ripley? You ever seen? I have seen Talented Mr. Ripley. It's been a long time, though. I think I watched it as a teenager and just like got bored at the time. So I'd have to go back and watch it because I think it is a great movie. A lot of people love it. Um, But yeah, so I'd I'd give it to uh, The Departed. Thought it was fantastic. Or if I had to pick one other one as as a close second, um loved ford versus ferrari just as a whole as the whole package i thought that that's one of like his better recent movies that he was in and i mean i know christian bale kind of stole a show too but it was yeah dope yeah but yeah good picks yarn yoshi do you think we have a time for another one or should we just move on to touching grass uh let's uh let's get through this one just really quick oh i can speed run your questions baby i can (laughs) trust me i'll bail them out we've got we've got another we've got one last segment before we throw it off after this so let's just get through one more and then we'll we'll okay because that has yeah so this one is from sharp uh what goals do you have within competition do you want to make it full-time or is it just a hobby um this is a tough one because uh, I know I said I'd speed run it, but now that I know it's the last one. Then hey, I will, hey, that's um, a hard one to speed run. Um, well. I, uh, I, I, people have, it's been brought up a few times that I talked to Tof at Gommel, um, and he gave me like the motivational speech of a lifetime. Um, I had sort of been at a point where I was falling out of love with Melee a little bit just from, just from how, how much it seems like you have to do to make it, uh, even like it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you're great at the game. Well, it does, but like there's so many factors on top of that. That I felt like I've I've had for a while. Like I've been good at talking, been okay on camera, been you know as far as far as personalities go, I think I'm pretty pretty palatable. Um, and like the cards never really seemed to line up for me, so I was really like, okay, I'll just do melee. Um, and that's not like a woe is me thing. It's just you know people get opportunities and stuff works out. Um, but it wasn't it wasn't really always going my way. Um, so with Big House kind of shot another you know dose of life back into what could be full-time melee aspirations and streaming and turning it into a more full-time thing. Um, but it's not uh, like, like at the, I, I would never ever call it a hobby. It's way too goddamn hard and time consuming <laughs> to call it a hobby. Um, but I, I just, I was kind of hitting a point where I was like, man, I think I'm going to have to pivot here into something and make something else like more of like a, a life goal. Cause it just seemed to not be working out for me. Um, but big house kind of maybe just, like I said, Brought it back. I think I will try and make melee. I'll, I'll give it one more college try, maybe two more college tries with uh, with the upcoming year of melee. And if I see myself, like if as far as goals go, if I see myself shoot up into like a top 10 contender and I'm getting more eyes on me and I can pivot into a strong stream presence, um, then I think you'll see a lot more of me. And if I'm not able to make that happen, then you will probably see less of me, but I will still try hard at tournaments. 
well, I, you know, success to you, whatever you do. And I will say that Melee is better with Sunsei in it. So I hope to see you continue. I appreciate um, it. I'm going to do my best. <laughs> I really, I want to continue for the record. <laughs> I do. It's just, I also have to, you know, um, yeah, cut it, it, cut it at some point. And it, it's tough. Uh, I think yeah, that's the question sense. that a lot of people have to ask themselves. But, uh, you know, I've talked about, we talked about Melee with Sunsei in it. Let's talk about Sunsei without the Melee because our last segment. Uh, officially unnamed but affectionately known by the fans as touching grass this is the segment where we talk about stuff that's been going on in our lives something we've been interested in maybe something that we've been uh doing recently been watching recently that doesn't have to do anything with melee we talk about melee so much that it's easy to just see us as people who only know melee but we have other stuff out there um so i'll go really quickly first uh and i would mention that the philadelphia sports teams are doing very well um Sons the Sixers who lost tonight, and also Sons the Phillies who lost tonight as well. Uh, but the Phillies, who are a team that almost did not make the playoffs, are uh, yeah, they're they're in the national championship. They could possibly make the World Series. The Eagles are six and zero. The Flyers are supposed to be very bad, and they are currently three and zero. Like the, it's very fun to be a sports fan in Philly. However, I cannot use this as my thing because I mentioned it a few weeks ago when the Eagles first started doing well. So instead, I will talk about um, instead of the atmosphere in Pennsylvania when it comes to sports, I will talk about the environment in Pennsylvania, which is the leaves are turning colors. It's beautiful. It's it's getting crisp in the air. Um, I know that you are. I think you spent some time in the Northeast. Were you in uh, Ontario at some point, right, Sunset? Yeah, that's correct. So you know how it is over here. Obviously, you've got a different climate. Well, not climate, but it more Pacific Northwest type of vibes over there probably. Um, but yeah, I, I love uh, when this starts happening in, in the fall and the autumn and uh, the Northeast, just uh, I've been like going on, on little, little, little tiny trips to parks and stuff. I, I went to like a big lake that I've never been to, got to see all the beautiful uh, colors of the trees around the lake. I saw a, a heron eat a fish. That was very fun. So that'll be my thing. Instead of sports, it'll be nature. I, I enjoyed taking nature walks and seeing all the beauty that uh, the world has to offer me right now. Uh, Yarn Yoshi, what about yourself, man? I went to a Renaissance fair last weekend. It was really fun. A lot of That's fun cool. outfits. A lot of and fun you, activities. Did you, did, you didn't wear your uh, Yoshi costume, right? No, I, I didn't. I was too shy. I wish I did. Oh, okay. so you've only started wearing it now. How long have you had it? Uh, I actually received it, uh, recently, like, like, um, like Sunday, I want to say. Sunday. Okay. When was the Renaissance fair? Uh, the Renaissance fair was like, uh, wait, no, the Renaissance fair was Saturday, but, but I, I I received the, I received the costume over the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, okay. Sorry. I didn't mean to derail. Go on. No, that, that's all. The Renaissance fair was fun. It was a. I, lo- I love fantasy. I love the whole aesthetic and everything. That's it. Great so, to hear. Sunsei, uh, you, got, you got anything that you've been into recently? Well, I was going to say, I appreciate the autumn. I mean, just to, just to what you're talking about, too. I, uh, it's I, over in Calgary, I'm west, Western Canada. It's nice. I, I think I've appreciated it more than ever this year until it turns into the brutal minus 40 that like my region is known for. Um, so, yeah, huge appreciation. But I've been uh, I've been big on game development. I've been working my ass off in Unreal Engine and like just kind of working on a few different passion projects. Um, just trying to brush up on that skill set a little more. Not just like game development in its in its vacuum, but just you know I do a lot of 
software development related work and it's tangential to my role. Um, and it's been cool to sort of find a more creative outlet for those skills. And, uh, and so the last, last little while has just been like an unfathomable amount of knowledge ingest, um, and, and, and pushing that. So it's been, it's been cool to make some headway in areas that I was kind of struggling with before and work through more courses that I was just like struggling through before. So I feel like I'm finally hitting some breakthrough points there, which is cool. Well, that's super cool to see. It's not touching like, grass, not touching grass at all. It is well, very much at a computer, but uh, whatever. If you've listened to uh, Waiting for Game before, usually are touching grasses. I was like, I've been watching this movie. And then Obviously, Edwin, yeah. Edwin, who's not here, of course, Edwin will say that he's been watching some show or something. Um, so yeah, you are well within the rights to talk about it. <laughs> that's fair. That's, fair. Uh, that's great to see. And I heard that if you post it on Twitter, you get a lot of followers. I know our uh, our producer, JDMH, has uh, more followers than I do uh, by almost double, which wow. uh, I'm not going to say hurts. But uh, speaking of followers... This is the end of the show. Where can people find you if they want to if they want to search you out? Um, you know what? I think the stream's coming back soon, folks. I said it. I think it would be a good time to do it with the recent attention Melee has given me from Big House um, and hopefully more with Ludwigs. You can follow me on Twitter at Soonsay, but with zeros instead of O's because gamer and also because I'm pretty sure Soonsay was taken. Uh, and same bullshit over on Twitch. Well, <laughs> Two zeros instead of O's. Um, and yeah, and any and all supports appreciate it, guys. I, I uh, appreciate it. Honestly, this last week, the amount of support's been crazy. It's, it's uh, yeah, just unreal to see how many people care. And like, I know that they, everybody's rooting for AMSA at Big House or everybody's rooting for all their favorite players. And even so, it was so cool to get such a warm welcome from people who might have otherwise not been caring about me props until that point. So yeah. Well, you've been great on this podcast. I've been loving to have you on. Uh, definitely the my favorite new person on the podcast this week. Out of two. I will oh, say okay. number two. Yeah, but you I are got, number yeah, one out of two. Uh, on the coin flip, Yarn Yoshi, eat it. Oh, sorry, it wasn't at him, right? <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, you've been great to have on. So yeah, definitely you know, you check check soon say out he's going to be streaming he's going to be on he's going to be this uh ludwig tournament it's going to be at summit it's going to be a panic up better or worse it's going to be hard to avoid soon say but honestly in terms of melee i think that makes it better um so that's going to be super sick so thank you so much for being on and uh thank you everyone for watching if you want to watch live twitch.tv slash melee stats we put the episodes on youtube at the melee stats archive over on youtube we uh, our main channel just called melee stats is going to have long form content you can follow us on twitter at melee stats pod we're going to have uh, daily results reporting and links to our articles that we put on our website which is meleestats.co stuff such as uh, monday morning martha wins melee meleestats.co slash shop if you want to wear any of the merch that you see our players wearing at these tournaments and if you love everything that we do and you just want to support us in any way you can patreon.com slash melee stats soon set thank you so much for being on i will see you at the ludwig event i will see you sunday so hopefully sunday you are in bracket and you are winning uh but if not i will avoid you but i will still i will be oh, there yeah, we'll figure something <laughs> thank you out. thank you so much for having me guys it was a lot of fun of course yeah thanks for letting me on <laughs> yes, yes the lovely to meet you. thank you so much um i know that edwin lost the bet and said he would have to wear 
a Yoshi costume. Um, so he still has to do that because this is Yarn Yoshi on, and Edwin Bunny has not worn a costume. So maybe he'll do that next time we're on. Uh, so we are going to see you then. We're not going to be doing an episode next week, but we're doing one the week after. We'll talk about Ludwig's event. We're going to talk about some. We're going to talk about everything. So we'll see you then. Peace. See you.